Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Yeah, baby. And Simon. <laughs> What's up? Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, the premise here is very simple. We all listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. Pardon me. It's football Sunday. Kamar's really excited. Uh, we all listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. And uh, we're going to rate each episode as well as the week based on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to uh, discuss some of the topics, the guests, this, that, and the next. Kamar, how was your week? Well, a great week. Uh, I don't know if you were watching, but on YouTube, they uh, started a campaign to plant 20 million trees by 2020 wasn't it mr beast he started yeah but it's it's like the the way those things work it's really happening so it's something uh someone's doing positive for the environment so it's a good week there you go did you see those clones planting the trees the pucks where they can plant like uh unlimited amounts of seeds in no and, time and they put cayenne in it so the predators don't eat it oh, i didn't know that but that's that's cool or ghost pepper anyways yeah like it's technology is going to save us not uh well, Harbor credits. How are these high school kids going to make their monies? Oh, you mean tree planters? Yeah. Oh, it's a horror. They they spend all their money on booze, anyways. It's they also get pregnant up there, so probably not for the best. Is that what happens? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Kamar's got like seventeen tree planting kids. He doesn't know about. I wish. I wish that was a, f- a true story. They're all up there making the money every summer. Yeah, he just but they haven't know it. sent any yet. Yeah. Checks in the mail, buddy. Um, we might as well just get right into it because we got uh, we got a real week ahead of us here, big week in the Joe Rogan world. Simon, you want to go over the guests? Yeah. Oh, my week was okay. Just throwing that out there. Well, we just went over Kamar's week. Is that what happened? Yeah. You know what I'm going to get to your week. You know what I'm going to do, do starting care. after the um year year end. Okay. I'm going to do two things. And well, I'm going to be This is the last show. Yeah, diligent about them. I'm going to keep very close track of our ratings. And I'm going to enter them into some sort our of Our ratings on uh, each episode. Uh, the ratings we give on each episode. Track accuracy yeah. and whatnot. And then I'm going to formulate that uh, Joe Rogan reading list. I can just assure you. Well, first of all, what's going on? I don't know. He's pissed about something. First of all, you don't have to formulate that reading list because it already exists on the internet. I just mean I'm going to keep adding to it. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm going to start as of the new year and keep track of what's going on. Gotcha. What the hell's up his ass? Um, Chico had a good week, I guess. Yeah, he's fucking, he's, he's riled up. 
I guess because Marshall got his play this week, Chico uh, Chico has to get his. Simon, guests? Guests. Richard Dawkins, 1366, followed by um, Bridget Fatese, 1367. 1368 was Edward Snowden. 1369 was Christopher, Christopher Ryan. Ryan. And 1370 was... Excited Brian Grazer. Oh, Grazer. Jesus, yeah. Well, exactly what we did not want to happen. Well, it happened. So that's five, right? It was a great week, though. I mean, a real... <clears throat> Is that five? Yeah, a real eclectic mix of characters. All right, well, we're going to have to do some fucking... Some serious time management here, which yes, which agreed. we've proven we're terrible at. Um, is there anything you want to get off your chest before we start, Simon? Seeing as you're you're kind of perturbed, I didn't ask about your week. That felt like a loaded question, eh? I just I thought no. there was something on the table. No, Do you guys want to? You guys still want to talk Epstein <laughs> real quick? Or uh, no? But I will say I listened to that Patreon of us on uh, Jay Leno. And in the moment, it felt a lot more um, intense. But uh, for listeners, you've got to get on the Patreon. That was a fiery. I didn't listen to it yet. It was good. I'm not a member of the Patreon, so it was good. If I, I, I'm not one to sell the Patreon, but I'm selling the Patreon. But there it is. If you want to see uh, Simon, tear me a new one or here rather. I love that Simon acts like I can't just fucking email him the the episode and he can listen to it there. It's I'd, better this I'd way. I'd rather be the martyr, Matthew. Thank you. Fair enough, Simon. Whatever you want. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get rolling. Well, we start by rating the week. Oh, yeah. Let's do that then. We'll start with you, Simon. All right. Well, I give this week a 4.25. Hmm. I'll give the week uh, 3.5. Oh, this is a, this is a loaded one, this one. I'll give it... I can't honestly give it higher than a three. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, this week was an expectation uh, versus uh, Simon, disappointment. Your, yeah, your look, the look you're giving me, again, you don't know how averages work, and you're going to find out the hard way. Um, I thought there were some really strong episodes, and I thought there were some that were... Uh, oh, he's, he's vigorously taking notes. I thought there were some episodes that were just that didn't really float my boat. What do you have to say? I just I am I can't wait until I start keeping track of this stuff so we can go back and see just the lunacy. Like I, I you know, people question my um ranking system. Who? Who? Which is Who? which is fine. You people know what do I mean? the which, internet. Which is fine. I, I'm okay with that. I'm wrong sometimes. Someone's touched a nerve. But I give episodes what they're worth and i'm very aware of not giving anything too too much because who knows what's going to come on i don't go around throwing fives at sturgill simpson and uh, y- you know what i'm saying like it's, that's just that's how it is man you are such a prick. I don't go throwing <laughs> fives around. You do. You totally do. I've and never, your rating system I is the most never, fucked. I have never there's given three... a five on this show ever. Ever. It's yeah, true. there's a problem with that. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because at some point, Matthew, Joe is going to have a guest on like... No, you're wrong. Saffoid Beeblebrox, King of the Aliens, comes. or... No, because even then, your the point is... The guy who finds Bigfoot. Like, so when that... That's a five. <laughs> It's it, the, the criteria is just out of whack. Like I would say this week had on paper amazing guests or the guests that I thought like who the fuck is that were better than the ones who I was looking forward to. You know what I mean? So that makes it not as good a week. 
Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, did Kamar like the female comedian? That's who he was That's into? That's who he liked, yeah. Weird. Bridget Fatese. Nothing like confirmation bias. All right. So, okay, let's do it. 1366, Richard Dawkins, Matthew's uh, dream guest who uh, graced us with 58 minutes. Of nothing. A well, hard. Well, a- there was a problem, right? Well, uh, no, visually there was a problem. There's a hard edit in it, is there not? <coughs> Where they're like, sorry, we're back, something went down or something? So I, I think it was longer than it should have been. Well, Joe said that on Shorter. the audio, but there was no problem. So yeah, I don't know watching, what he was talking about. If you watch the video, Kamar, they lose the video a couple times, or the video goes all like like it's not coded, like the codex is off. But what we're listening to is... I believe what you're listening to is un, unadulterated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, there's one point where Joe goes, everything good, Jamie? And then he goes, sorry, everyone, sorry, we're just having some technical issues. That's uh, all just vision. I thought something was cut out. No, sir. That is all just, uh, it's like, what was the episode you were bitching about before this year? Not before this year, but before, <laughs> comma, this year. It might have been the Tim Pool or something. No, no, there was one where you were like, Jamie see. really dropped the ball here. Jamie really dropped the ball because you were like, the visual was so fucked for the whole episode. I can't remember which one. Useless. The lip sync was off, yeah. Um, yeah, Dawkins. I. Uh, it was sort of just confirmation bias. As, as a, you're an atheist. We don't believe in God. I mean, I just it was too short a conversation for them to really delve into anything. Like it seemed, this really, this guy's insane. This really more than anything seemed like. Uh, you know, he has like 20 minutes before the podcast. Starts it's all good. All Finish your stuff. thought. This no, seems like. Infuri- I'm so tired that I'm just infuriated. Well, no, it's more like uh, nothing comes unless there's pushback. Like if there's someone there who's arguing with him. Yeah, but, you know, I, it just felt it felt again like Sam Harris, like you have to do Joe Rogan's podcast. And Richard Dawkins like, who's Joe Rogan? And he's mm-hmm. like. Well, no, but you, sh- you know, like he just didn't know at all. It, it seemed like he was just on any other radio show. And to him, at least, like he's just repeating his talking points. Well, I mean, you could also he seem he's getting old. Like the dude is old. If you, I watched it, and he's you know. he's old. And does he not sound a little sinister? Uh, his accent and stuff. I know what you mean. Yeah, he also just sounds tired. Like he's been fighting the same fucking fight for so long, and I think maybe in his old age, he's like realize there's no winning. I think he realized that a long time ago, but you can I don't prove think your point. But yeah, well, I mean, it's excuse me. I would say the most telling part was where, where he was like, "I'm really just trying to stop, you know, the indoctrination of kids." Because that's where, yeah. Because I think he's realized he's like, "You're you're never going to change an adult that's been brought up on this." You know, you're just banging your head off the wall. But if you can. If you can change the mind of a kid early on, then you have a chance of getting them. I don't know. Maybe if it was him and uh, Jordan Peterson. But then that'd be, uh, well, that'd be a nightmare podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's crazy is that, um, <laughs> first of all, Outgrowing God is a great title for his book. I really appreciate that. But, um, Oh, fuck, man. Sorry. I'm totally lost here. Dude, this guy gets up, gets up, leaves, comes back. What is wrong? Did you leave on the clock radio? Sorry. 
It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it's all falling apart here. <sighs> so, um, do you think that heaven and hell, he's talking about heaven and hell, right? So, that was just put in place as a fear mechanism. And reward. If you don't believe in God, Matthew, yes, then you don't have that fear. Um, what fear? Of dying? Of, yeah, or, or of where you're going to end up after you die. Like, the... the do you even consider yourself a real atheist, I guess, is my question? I would say I'm more agnostic, but I don't. I think that's a cop-out, too. I don't know. No, I just. I think when you die, it just ends. That's it. Blackness, end of story. Yeah. I think this is what we have, and to think you're... To think there's anything else is ridiculous. But it's it, like he says, too, like, you're going to go and live eternity. Not a million years, not a billion years. Something we can't even fathom. And, like, I get the idea is that you wouldn't even know you're there. You know what I mean? It wouldn't seem like eternity because it's just the, the most blissful. But pff, fuck off. That doesn't exist. Well, that's the thing that's the most blissful. I have a buddy who does a joke that it must feel like you're coming always, forever, and your family's there. You know what I mean? That's what, like, it doesn't make sense as a But here's the proposition. Problem. I mean, the problem is, like, if you're always coming, then it's not coming anymore. So it's inexplicable as everlasting bliss. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. When the lights go out, do you think that you're aware that the lights have gone out or the lights are out? Or is you see what I'm getting at? When the lights go out, does Matt go, hmm, what should I do now? So, like, if you're driving on the highway at 100 and a fucking two by four jumps out of a truck in front of you and smashes through the front windshield and goes through your head. I think you have that split second where maybe everything slows the fuck down and maybe for like a split second, the DMT kicks in and you're like, oh, this is really the two by four had my name on it. I think maybe that's about all you get. And then the aliens are real. Like to me, I think it's um, I don't I don't think (laughs) I don't think heaven is like that happy, you know, where you feel like you're orgasming all the time. I don't. I it's think, just like here. I think that's what they're telling you again to try and get you to live into some sort of dynamic that they've created. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. I don't know. You think there could be heaven, but it's not, not like that. Right. I think that. Uh, but again, how would you like? I I think something happens. I'm totally unaware of what that something it's is. just like this existence, but nothing bad ever happens. Yeah, but the whole idea, like, knowing what we know, Simon, especially you, knowing what you know about ancient civilizations and this and that and psychedelics, it's tough for me to sit here and have you say, like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I believe, you know, there should be something, like, you just want there to be something, but in in all reality, all the accounts of the afterlife or this or that or someone going close to the edge and coming back, it's most likely some sort of drug-induced thing they've seen or shock or whatever the fuck. I mean, maybe a lot of those ancient civilizations, their whole like, if you're going to divide their their life into quarters, a half of it has to do with what happens after you die. Yeah, but they don't know. So, well, they think they know. They think they go back to the stars or well, yeah, whatever. Okay, but fuck, we think you know? we know too. So my point to you is that there's no fucking... Why do you have... Why, why, there's why, no why, what? I, I just finish your thought. 
Well, because just because we sit here and say, well, no, heaven and hell is real, that we think exactly what they think. Does it make it real? Uh, it, it makes it something. The fact that they were talking about it back then, I guess, makes it something. I don't know, man. I don't know. But that's got to give it some sort of credibility that they've been telling the same story for a hundred thousand years. That is the one thing. Why is it so consistently and in similar? every because it keeps getting told and yeah, pushed no, no, on people? I mean, in that's, every civil, where did it come from? In every civilization that has nothing to do with each other on different parts of the globe at different times, they all have these similar. Because well, maybe, drugs grow everywhere on the earth. I, I am definitely not taking away the drug. Um, I like the stone ape theory. I, I I'm not against. I'm not even talking that. stone ape. I'm just saying, like, there's, it, like, for example, if your body does release DMT before you die, then that would explain a lot. Or if you, you know, if you go through some traumatic experience, your body creates it. Then again, you. I guess my problem is with this whole thing is like we're so staunch in our belief. I do, What's the problem with saying, I don't know who knows, you know what I mean? Like I just, we don't know. Why does it have to be one way or the other? Why does it have to be? Well, it doesn't have to be. No one, no one spends their day thinking about it. It has to be. If you want to build churches though. Well, and, and if you want to call yourself something, right? Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be what this is all about. You're just trying to find these like-minded people who think the same way you do. And get their money. Well, I um, atheists don't get money. It's not like a big, it's not like a church scam, you know? Yeah, they're trying to show you the church scam is what they're trying to do. I mean, are they, again, I'm not super clear on it's like, the difference it's a religion, between... Atheism almost. I mean, yeah, in a way, it's its own religion in that they all have to fucking it's, talk about it. They all believe that. Well, then isn't flat earth a religion? Might as well be because we don't believe in most religions. We don't believe in flat earth. You know, like uh, Scientology or Mormonism we have trouble with. Um, all religions are problematic. That's the last time we're going to use that word this year. I think we're all collective consciousness. And when you die, you just go back into the consciousness of the universe. Hmm. But it's not like you're aware of it. It's not like you feel like, oh, I'm this piece of energy named Kamar. You know, it was so wrong that I, or so funny that I didn't remember was that uh, Joseph Smith, when he translated the uh, tablets for Mormonism, he also translated the Book of Abraham. And then years later, they actually translated the Book of Abraham, and he was like, way off. It, it just proved that he yeah, was, the guy a was a total spinster. Shamola, he was a yeah. fucking goddamn snake oil salesman. I mean, just the way that whole story plays out with this, he's like 15 or whatever and comes back and tells this big story, but doesn't have the proof because they broke and this and that. Like, was everybody just so blinded back then by more the gullible idea? for sure? Well, yeah, by yeah, but I love how that to you is crazy. But like the idea of Jesus being resurrected three days later, that's like it's totally crazy. That's what I'm saying is it's all equally. The ark is crazy. There's nothing Moses in religion in that Red is not sea fucking is crazy. bananas. No, those stories are all blockbuster movies. Again, I'm not discounting and especially knowing what we know now about the Great Flood and that it actually existed. Like those stories are coming from somewhere and it is just the broken of brokenness telephones, you know? They can be stories slash explanations that may not be accurate. And then, sorry, Kamar. 
You know what I mean? No. There, it's an explanation that this flood is because God was angry, but it's because a meteor hit the earth and forced a bunch of water to melt right. or whatever, whatever uh, you want if they're alive. Right. And if you're looking back in a time, like, again, I don't like this because I think they were much more uh, advanced, but it, it, pretending that they were uh, less than we, then you would look for any reason to Absolutely. put that on something, you know, you would want some. And how educated are these people? Well, I mean, unless they're advanced. Well, I think they were really educated, but at a certain points, they're not. But again, the problem is, but that by the time those stories get written, you're not talking about the same people anymore. You're talking about the children of the children of the children of the children of the children, and those people are dummies, broken telephone. You know, because by that point, they had already decided that they were going to believe just about anything. Uh, I totally disagree with you. It's why I love how it's the people. The people that come up with it are fucking super educated and smart, but the grandkids of the grandkids of the grandkids are dummies. You just, you believe what your parents tell you. No, because by that point, the flood had hit and everybody would have had to start it again. So they would have been at the pinnacle of civilization. And then by the time they wrote the stories, they're in the process of starting again. I hate that look. I want to well, punch you when you fucking make that look. I don't know I'm what so to say. I'm so tired and For one explanation, right it appears how that's how it happened. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad obviously, you guys are just sucking each other's dicks. No, uh, no. What, what we're just saying. I'm not even sure if you're listening to the conversation. It, oh, if, I am. If they're advanced civilization, yeah, they got to some point, and then there was a civilization after that was dumber. And and we, like it, it's happened. We are if, now. If if we if. are now where they were when they got wiped out, so we consider ourselves brilliant and genius, like, and we're inventing cell phones and spaceships and all of that shit. And they probably got to a point, again, different, but sim- similar in its um, technological advancements. The worst part, Simon, is you're going to die. You're going to die thinking no matter what comes out, you're going to die thinking like, I'm a little bit right no matter what about everything. You know what? I, I was thinking before I came over here, you know, everybody now that we've seen the videos of the aliens and everybody's like, yeah, of course, right? Of course there's a... But two years ago, it was like, you're a bunch of fucking idiots. Y- you know what I'm saying? We've so got a Graham Hancock on our hands. Here, here. we go. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> Don't fuck, start with me, man. The martyr of martyrs. Don't start with me you know you know what was real interesting again that i had forgotten that i had heard but it reminded me was the cargo cults the african tribes that um that would rob cargo ships no 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 these were the guys that thought the planes were gods so the planes had come at some point in their history and dropped off i don't know supplies or whatever and then left and they've been waiting all this time for these planes to return Shout out the gods might must be crazy. You remember that movie? Yeah. And the yes. pilot drops the uh, coke bottle out yeah. of a plane. They think it's a god, yeah. and then uh, all the events that happen to the point where they're blowing up the uh, banana stock. I That's the best movie. T- I ever. should totally watch that movie again because I remember so seeing it as a kid and loving it, but I don't remember the premise except for the coke bottle falling out of the sky. And it's clean. Is you it? You don't remember the kid with the click? Yeah. I remember the click. Yeah, I do. And he hits his brother in the head. But I don't remember the, what's the plot of the movie? Uh, it's almost like it's a documentary. Remember the, the guy gets his truck stuck up in the tree and, the, and there's a narrator the whole time? 
He's trying yeah. to return. He's trying to return the coke ball to the god because it's caused so much trouble in his life. Okay, I, when he at first thought it was great because it could. I don't remember. Maybe sorry. we should do the movie game. Yeah. But I wanted to say, um, did you notice Joe backpedaled a bit on bashing um, chiropractors in this? He backed away from bashing chiropractors. Uh, not backed <laughs> away, but was no, like they do said, some good stuff. He said, "I can't wait to tell you." Uh, that that it was formed by a guy who killed his dad in the seance. But that being said, chiropractors do some good stuff. Well, because I think uh, I think it's unfair to they do they when they're, when they're not doing chiropractory. All the other all the other modems that uh, they use are therapies and whatnot. Yeah, you know, massage. Those are all very useful. It's just the but cranking your neck is the one they call themselves is. And again, maybe it's okay for some things. The The idea was that this guy was saying it could cure anything. It could cure cancer. It could cure um, epilepsy, like, which is, you know, so far from the truth, obviously. Chiropractic curing epilepsy. Get the fuck out of here. But I mean, All this was the shortest, right, of the week? This this was the, the shortest, shortest of the week. year. Do you, here's a an interesting question, though. Do you think that, do you think that you need a belief in some sort of higher something in order to be moral? Nope. No. So you think that you don't need any fear at all in order to push you towards doing good. I think morality lives within the hive mind. As in like it, like monkey see, monkey do. You know who Pat McAfee is? You obviously do. The uh, ex-punter. Internet security? Oh, no, no. That was someone else. He's got a podcast now. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex, he's, he's an ex-punter in the NFL, and he now has a podcast. Anyway, he, uh, he was in Toronto this summer for a, a baseball game and for some other stuff. And I was watching him talk about his time in Toronto because he called it his favorite city in the world. Um, and he was like, I, one excerpt of it, he's like, I don't know what it is. He's like, everyone there is just, it's nice and it's clean. And there aren't, he's like, it's not like there was like an abundance of garbage cans. Like he's like, I couldn't really find a garbage can for a while, to be honest. I had to put some garbage in my pocket. But he's like, instead of throwing it on the ground, I just didn't because like you look around and it's clean and no one else is throwing shit on the ground. And he's like, he goes, no one even jaywalks. Now, I think this is bullshit because I live in Toronto and I fucking jaywalked all the time. But he's like, what he said is he was like, we would go to jaywalk and everyone else was standing waiting for the light. And it just seemed, it seemed odd. So I think morality lies with the fact that you could argue that morality was born out of religion, but I definitely don't buy that either. That argument I could at least like play with, but... No, I think morality is truly, you know, we all create it and we all live within those parameters. I don't know. I mean, I agree with the hive mind thing to an extent. I think that for sure, if you see it clean, you're going to be less likely to throw garbage on the ground. Well, it's the Detroit argument too, right? The broken windows argument? Not the argument. The, they, they, did a, they did a study where... Um, like they picked a neighborhood that was like covered in graffiti and where like 90% of the windows in the neighborhood were broken. And I oh fuck, I'm just going to butcher it. But apparent, but just people didn't care. Like people that lived in the neighborhood didn't care. People that came to the neighborhood didn't care. And by fixing the windows and cleaning up the graffiti, um, it created like a, a sense of community alone, just that alone. 
So, sorry, go ahead, though. I cut you off. I'll have to look that thing up. Um, no, I, I was just thinking, like, look, there are some people out there who are going to be able to uh, monitor themselves, meaning... You know, they're going to see a whatever situation. They're going to do the right thing because that's what they do. But I think that religion and whether you're still religious or, you know, like me, I started out. um, My father was not religious, but, you know, we went to to synagogue on the high holidays, all of that stuff. So I had that basis from when I was a little kid of that idea of you know, whatever, right and wrong, help your fellow man, all of that shit, you know? It sticks with you. I don't know, it sets these parameters for you, whether right or wrong, but they're there. But do you not think your parents would have done that? I think outside of having I think they do, for sure. And 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 I do with my kids, you know what I mean? Like I'm constantly trying to tell him to do the right thing, but it's bigger than that. You know, it's like it's built into the fabric of society. And I think that like it or not, I think that comes from religion. I'm not saying that you should go out and be religious because of that. I just, I think that's the root of it. It's almost like saying there's no right or wrong before religion. But I think that's the fallacy that religion created is like, well, we couldn't, we can't, we we would never be good without it. There's no way without it. We would never be good. And why bother trying without it? Right. And why don't you toss us five bucks? Yeah. No, and, I meant us. Like, and, and, we have a Patreon, and you could just go there, and you... It's like a religion. And I wonder if, um, I don't know, like... Ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, well, real quick, just because I wanted to... Because I always butcher everything. The broken windows theory is a criminological theory that states that visible signs of crime, antisocial behavior, and civil disorder create an urban environment... That encourages further crime and disorder, including serious crimes. The theory suggests that policy methods that target minor crimes such as vandalism, public drinking, and fare evasion help to create an atmosphere of order and lawfulness, thereby preventing more serious crimes. I don't know if you caught all that. And I think um, there is some truth to that because I just look up Japan seems like the most moral country, I think. You know what I mean? And they also fix their shit they all right behave away. And and they don't believe in God. They believe in some spirits and natural stuff. So there's still a higher power. But they Those are gods, though. You know what I mean? The high, it, I haven't looked that far into it. Okay. Yeah, fine. Okay, fine. But even if they believe in gods, I think there's a difference between believing in gods versus, well, if I don't do good in this life, then I'm going to spend eternity rotting in hell. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying... I think the what's happened to religion has become a mega scare tactic. I think where it first started was just a a recording of life, you know? So I think they, whatever it was, they had somehow already had that. And maybe it came from the hive mind, whatever this moral world, moral universe, moral compass. And again, the Bible wrote about that and fucked it up along the way. And it'd be really interesting to know what they were, you know, what the real roots of all of that were. All right, but I got to ask you, I mean, like Judaism is one of the oldest and the serious, um, like the Orthodox have the wildest um, customs. So where did all that shit come from? Like why? 
I, I think it got totally bastardized on its way through the tellings, you know, like take the one, um, take the foreskin one, you know what I mean? The, the sucking off the foreskin after the circumcision, Fine, but even a foreskin right away, like that's something that seems insanely barbaric, right? Like, and you're saying that, that like you, you seem fine with the foreskin one, the sucking Sucking it well, after is crazy. Because but- I think those, I don't think that had anything to do with religion. I think it had to do with a lot of people got sick back then because you couldn't wash yourself enough. And it was just a practical thing. Like we know this, we know a lot of these don't eat pork, the milk and meat, the, and that's just Judaism. Like go through any of the religions, you'll find some really, um, normal causes for why we now have these weird rules right like milk and meat it doesn't break down very well in your stomach the yeah but that's my point too is you're you're kind of hammering it home for me is like so now that we know better we still do these ridiculous things well because now it's it's become um religion has become uh, what's the fucking word? You know, it's it's important to these people as a faith thing. So they're not going to change now. I'm not saying that's the right thing, man. And nor am I religious. Like, I know you're not. I'm not saying it like that. But I still believe in a higher power. And that has nothing to do with whether I'm Jewish or Christian or Muslim or whatever. That's just... Sure, and that's fine. But I think that's where religion gets it wrong. Is you can quietly on your own believe in a higher power. I have no problem with that. I think everyone probably should. But I just think once you fucking, once you try to, I don't know, once you try to put a name and a face on it, and then like Kamar said, buy land and rape kids or just whatever the fuck, it's all. If there was no bad stuff to religion, if there was none of the hypocrisy and the. Um, but that's the thing is there's. The lying and the stealing and all of that. If we were able to not be bad, they would, would they would be good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's rife with that. That's like taking a fucking 10 times convicted pedophile and being like, look, if he just didn't, if he wasn't a heinous kid raper, if he didn't fuck kids, he would be like an okay dude. Yeah. He, knowing that he's actually probably has a shitty personality. You know what I mean? Like he was somebody's son <laughs> at some point. Sure. But even I hate that argument too. Like that's somebody's son. Like, okay, somebody is also probably a piece of shit too. Like, I don't know. Just because someone's you were someone's son, you might have been raised by assholes. That, you may have been. That is true, Matthew. Well, there you go. Um, and that's why this man exists. Who, Dawkins? Yeah. So he made this book, actually. His plan was to make an atheist uh, Bible for children. And he wanted it to go to like six, seven, eight-year-olds, and they didn't want any part of that. <laughs> so he had to change it to uh, target audience 15. But yeah, like Matt was saying, that's his plan. The only way to save the next generation is to get to them before they can be got to by religion. I also think he thinks technology will do it in the end. I got to say, it seems, I mean, I'm with that. I would rather he just did that. It seems equally insidious being like, I'd like to go after a bunch of eight-year-olds. He's a little insidious. I mean, it, you know. Just spread the word on the internet. Well, Information will get out there. Like, I understand what he's doing. And I'm not like I'm more for his side than the other. I just it seemed, you know, anytime you're going after young kids to push your agenda, it to me, I'm like, ugh. just let them be. Let them be young. Yeah. And figure out their gender. Well, but you know that if it, it, the other side is coming hard, 
I, I get that. You know? I get that. That's what he's saying. Right? I understand that. To grab yeah. them bef- before they can. To indoctrinate, yep. indoctrinate them with, you know. It's another war. All of that. War of ideas. All of that magic. Again, I just like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Like, I don't understand the idea of like, well, they're coming hard at the kids, so. Well, we have to give the other side of the coin. If you don't have the other side of the coin, you're just going to think that, you know, I don't know, God is evil. Still waters run deep. <laughs> Still waters run deep. Well, that sums that up with a nice little bow. Great subway. I guess we're done with Dawkins then. We, yeah. You know what? We talked 40 minutes yeah, about I, a one I, hour I was episode, panicking so. what's going on. With- I was really disappointed in this episode only because I thought it was great. I thought they had a great conversation and then an hour in and I'm like ready. I thought it was a three hour podcast. No, I knew exactly what it was. So I knew I, I that was the thing is sitting down, seeing the time on the video. I was like, I was like, anytime they're going to get a good head of steam going and then it's going to be over. Cause that's, there's no way you can fit in a good thought in the last 15 minutes. Or yeah, I had no idea. Well, you just know, like you've listened to enough Joe Rogan podcasts that you're like, the first hour is usually one like where they get all the riffraff shit out of the way, and then they really get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, it was highly anticipated, yet that, surprisingly that, disappointing. That's the other thing too. Joe had specifically spoken about Richard Dawkins. Drop the name. Drop the name. On, something's yeah. gonna happen. He he must have felt like I've waited eight years to have this guy on, and he gives me an hour. I'm Joe fucking Rogan. Yeah, well, I'd like to like yeah ego check. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's totally fitting to do Gods Must Be Crazy for this for the episode? movie game. No, that's a terrible. There's got to be a different movie that comes up at some He's point. There's, there's a bunch gods. that come up. Okay. Because this is a. We're not. Can't do documentary type fucking. It's very interesting numbers. Fine. Whatever. You want to rate the episode, Simon? I'm going to give it a uh, three and a half. I'm going to give it two. It wasn't groundbreaking or something. It's not like I disagree with them. Yeah, I give it a two. You thought it was bad. No, I thought it was, again, two and a half would be average. I thought it was below average. Yes, it's a one-hour conversation with a gentleman that, to be honest, didn't specifically seem like he wanted to be there outside of selling his book. Listen, most people that are selling a book are still still seem pretty amped to be there. Hitchens has such a different demeanor around him. You know what I mean? If I can compare them as well, two, so that, two that, and the same. And that brings up something I was saying to Simon. Is I was like, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in any of the past 50 whatever episodes, but that would have been the guy to have on. Rest in peace. He's just old and tired. Maybe when he had more passion. I think it w- this would have actually be. been good if maybe, I mean, obviously if they had, had more time and maybe if Sam Harris had been there. Or... Uh, um, someone or someone on the other side, sure. For the problem debate. with the other side is those people are. Oh, no, it gets bogged down, but yeah, I don't know what would make it better. Final thoughts on uh, this gentleman, Kamar? I think uh, f- the fighting this crazy fight has, has beat this man up, and he's he's at the end. He doesn't seem happy. He's going to my celebrity death pool every year for the next ten years. <laughs> he's on. The, he's on the bubble. I just hope that he. Uh, or I, I just wish rather that he had done a proper two and a half hours. That's my only only complaint about this. I thought it was great, and I thought it had the potential of being a really, really, really interesting conversation. Would have been, should have been, could have been. Yeah. I mean, listen, if pres- like a presidential, a legit presidential candidate gave him more time. Yep. So, 
Go Bernie. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Sure. Number 1367, Bridget Fetasi. Fetasi. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. Racist. I'm racist. Yeah. Fatazi. You couldn't take the time to figure out this woman to how to, how to pronounce her name, Simon. She's white. What a chauvinist I, piece of I shit. You're a man, though. Racist. You're a man. I'm Jewish, though, so it's okay. What a fucking wow. All right. Um, so Marshall was in the room, first time ever. That's yeah. why Chico was barking before. Well, that's a Matrix moment because that's uh, Joe stealing our thunder. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're the podcast, the dog on it. Cease and desist is coming down the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Kamara, why don't you go ahead, man? Because you obviously love this episode. I felt like the first 45 minutes of this, I was losing my mind. It was listening to someone with ADD. Like, he'd ask her a question. The story would go crazy, but it kept coming out um, slowly that she was a ex-junkie and crazy party animal is now sober. And... Um, then once it got to the meat and potatoes, she's just like a female uh, Hotep Jesus or Zuby. You know what I mean? Her big thing is Twitter more than stand-up. I think she does stand-up. but mm-hmm. How, Why do you think she's a Hotep Jesus? Because Kamar bought her book for 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's one reason. Because um, she's, she's on the internet doing contrarian, like sort of feminist viewpoints and takes on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's what's got her popularity, right? So they're both Twitter people. That's because she's nothing like Hotep Jesus. I would not compare those two at all. Besides the fact that they use Twitter as a platform, Hotep Jesus is a black guy that goes on Twitter to appeal to uh, the right wing. He sympathizes with with certain causes that they do. So they're like, we have an ally. You know what I mean? Rather than being a social justice warrior or whatever. Okay. She, in the same way, is like pushing back against transgender stuff. Um, she, she writes articles like uh, Bill Cosby wrote, raped me, I think, or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like she's she's pumping the brakes on strong feminist ideals and stuff. So it's like, uh, I guess, guys and girls that are like minded are attracted to her. But that only came out like an hour into the podcast. It was just, like I said, confirmation bias, you know? Well, that first hour was super fucking irritating. It was irritating. She came loaded with a story that she was allowed to talk about, but wasn't allowed to talk about. That was... She was super scatterbrained in the the very beginning. And I was like, this is going nowhere. Fuck her. Like, this is stupid. She reminded me of the um, Minus the Alien Academy. But she reminded me of the uh, crack, not the crack. The, yes, uh, yes, meth, yes, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. What's yes. her name? I always forget. Jessie Mae Peluso. That's it. That's it. I don't think that's it either, but that's what we'll call her. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's it. C- credits in. But uh, same kind of story, right? Well, the f- the fact that she's gone to hell and back on drugs, like. The difference is that she is still sober. Whereas like a lot of these other stories, I find that they go back to not doing crack or anything, but they can have a drink again or they can smoke some weed. You know, this girl was pretty certain that if she had a toke of a joint, she was going to be she explained blowing some two days later. Like, and so honest. This is where, again, I'm going to be like, there's something actually wrong with Joe Rogan. Like for a smoke I, of weed in front of her. Oh no, he's not. He's sober. No, he like, Whenever someone comes on and Are says, you sure you're an alcoholic? Yeah, and he? says this, he always has this like, well, why don't you like, maybe you could smoke a joint. Have you tried? Like, Joe, she says she's a, an addict. She says she has a serious problem. Like, 
listen, I quit drinking. I still smoke weed. I realized I could do that. I don't think most junkies are capable of doing that. And if I was around a junkie, I wouldn't be like, dude, come on, like grow a pair. It's just a joint. You'll be fine. Why? Why does he do that? I don't understand it. And again, it goes back to what I was saying last week or two weeks ago about (coughs) he has this mentality of like, everyone's built, everyone has it inside them. Everyone's built like me. Just fucking man up. You can do it. Like, Joe, it's, you know. See, I look at it differently. I think that he is like, maybe weed would really help you. Have you ever thought of looking at it as like a medicine as opposed to like uh, a, another drug that you're going to get addicted to and is going to ruin your life? Yeah, but she smoked. See, this is the thing is I, she smoked weed. She said that. She was a long time weed smoker. So when you've used, listen, yeah, you hear that wheeze? The wheeze is insane, yeah, my wheeze is nuts. dude. When insane. you, uh, when you, like Simon, let's say you got hooked on a pharmaceutical. That's a medicine that's meant to help you out, but you, you've abused it as a drug. So you then, you know, your doctor's then not going to prescribe that to you out of fear of you relapsing. So Joe being like, well, are you sure you can't just use it as a medicine? Is Again, I just find it really... It, that's a dickish thing to do. Uh, uh, and for once, Kamara shaking his head yes. Well, I just... With it me. takes me back. I don't remember who it was who was on the show. It was a while ago, but it was a doctor and he was... Uh, he dealt with addiction and his whole thing was it doesn't always have to be cold turkey. They're, everybody is different. And, and to your point, Matt, maybe she is so different that she can't do that but i don't think that i don't think joe was trying to be a dick about it i think he was legitimately like but to say i'm not saying he said like even the way he does it is not dickish my point though is he does it to every guest that comes on and is like i'm an addict or i struggled with this or that or the next like because i think that joe in his head or in his heart is like they're grouping weed in with uh uh a group of things that it doesn't belong with. I, I get, I, I listen, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. She like, parties harder than Burt Kreiser. She knows her limits. Yeah. He, he doesn't know. He just she, doesn't know. She had some crazy stories, crazy Fuck, stories. Like, and like, I think the bottom line was she was like, I've partied as hard as you could fucking party. And it's, it wasn't that fun. Like, like it is, but it isn't, you know what I mean? The honesty. Can, yeah. But we can both tell you like it isn't, well, I never probably as hard as this girl. Like, she was she drugged and there. raped at 18 and, from partying. And then continued to party to block it out. She said she woke up on the uh, highway and she didn't know how she got there. Like, that's fucking scary, man. Consistently, but she, like none of these are, were like rock bottoms. They're just like, oh, dumb white girl. Dumb drunk white girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um love sluts i don't know what that is for as a title amazing i love sluts no 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 love sluts i love sluts no not i love sluts. no he's making a statement you're saying love all sluts no 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 i'm (laughs) love forget it forget it it doesn't matter simon you're he's just hammering home that it works because kamar's like his eyes lit up and he went yeah no i love sluts love nature I don't think Love Nature is as good a band name, but whatever. But she seemed genuinely happy. You know, like some people are sober and are sort of more even keeled or whatever. It's like she was still like really happy and excited. I often wonder, though, because you hear her talking about the drugs and she obviously 
she was like, I wish I could do that. So how happy are you really when you're denying yourself something you want to do? Because you know your career and stuff's going forward for what mm-hmm. you're missing out, what you want. Like yep. it's a reward of discipline. I, th- I just thought at first it was just awful, but then it got into a really good conversation about all the bullshit that's going on. And I feel there's an honest uh, swing back. Like people are going, enough's enough. You know what that... There's a kid who's seven years old and a judge is like taking him away from his dad because his dad's like wants to hold off on giving him drugs for um, testosterone or whatever, whatever way they're, they're transitioning stuff. And it's just insane. Like you wouldn't give uh, anything to steroids to a kid at 14 to uh, be a better football player. Like it's Imagine you, <clears throat> you guys don't have kids, but. Imagine you were married and you have a kid and all of a sudden you're in a battle with your wife about the gender of your child. Like not your wife, the kid. Oh, well, I guess in that situation, the wife is involved as well. It's influencing the kid. Yeah. uh, I, I just, I can't even as a, as a parent, I can't even imagine like, I can't imagine that being the fight. I just find it incredible that we won't let a kid under 18 vote on a municipal level, but we'll let them change their sex. And make really big decisions that will impact their life. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying, I. if you want to live your life any way you Absolutely. want, more power to you. I just, it is so permanent. Why? But here's what's crazy too. If you look at the numbers, like the suicide numbers amongst people that transition, it's like 40%. If you... I guarantee you that the number of heroin users that kill themselves is far less than 40%, but you would never advocate for a kid to potentially do heroin. You know what I mean? But you're sitting there, you're sitting there saying like, I'm, I know there's a 40% chance that if my kid transitions, that they'll end up killing themselves before they're 30. It's that insane. And there's now reversals. Yeah. So someone did it and then decided, ah, that was just a phase of my life. And in our country, we're paying for that. Well, listen, I don't know how you uncut your dick off, but good luck with that. I don't know. I don't know either, but it's it's a shitty place to get to if you make a brash decision and no one says to you, whoa, 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 let's finish high school. And then, yeah, have you sucked some dick? Maybe try sucking just, some just dick. Everything. Yeah. And, and some of them turn out to be gay. I think Joe that's was why saying. I was saying, have yeah. you sucked some dick? You might enjoy it. It's just uh, it's a, it, there's a serious slowdown, and, and I mean it's a sensitive topic to talk about, but it's like protected class is is the weirdest thing ever. You know what I mean? All I know is that if we are, <laughs> if we're in a zombie apocalypse, we're definitely not having this conversation. You know what I mean? It was not a conversation I had in most of the world. I don't think. Well, no, it's when you have when you're so safe and you have so much time, you have time to. Um, I'm actually starting to agree with what Chappelle said about it because I th- I think it's it's making a lot more sense now when you look at it. Chappelle's point was like, um, he was like, this wouldn't be an issue if white men didn't want to do it. And Joe kind of talks about how like it's really just an attack on women because it's women who end up hurting the most because like there's there's young women in high school that are getting decimated at um, track and field because some dude. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying some kid just can't win at track and field. So he's like, I feel like a woman and wants to go dust everyone at track and field. He might genuinely feel like a woman, but it seems like because because white men 
are like, well, I feel like I feel like I was a woman my whole life. Now people are like, hold on, we have to listen. We have to pay a lot of attention to this. Whereas, you know, they still have some power. You think? Well, it's like where you were saying you're like, this isn't even an issue in other countries, and it's like, yeah, well, other countries are really oppressive in general, so you don't have time for. We're just worried about. Well, that was kind of my point, right? Like, I know I use the zombie apocalypse, but make it any event that takes more um, time for you to think than these things that, you know, there's a whether our, our meat is um, ethically or whatever, you know, whatever problem you have. There's a meme I saw today and it was like motorcyclist <laughs> that identifies as cyclist breaks world record. <laughs> That's someone on a motorcycle just blowing just, past yeah, yeah. some guys on bikes does the tour de france in a day Sissa. Sissa. uh totally different subject because that one got pretty heavy don't you love it when you're watching a movie and you don't know what's gonna happen like y- you know now i can pretty much call every movie i'm watching i just know by by three quarters of the way in i've already called the ending done deal it, do you not think that's age though sort of cut you off just that I'm smarter, you mean? That and you, the amount of movies you've seen. So you've yeah, seen... Possibly. Like you've seen it done so many times that it's tougher to... Possibly. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I mean? Like the first book you read is obviously like it's all twists and turns because you've never read a book. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Example, seven. Amazing movie. What's in the box? I didn't know her head was in the box. I legitimately, and again, it might have been because I was younger and I hadn't seen a lot of how a lot of other movies had worked out. So I just, you know, whatever. But as they were talking about this movie, I started thinking back and thinking because what's his name? Pedo number one is in it. You're also Uh, forgetting it was pre-internet. So you didn't even know going into that movie that Kevin Spacey was in it. Right. Which was kind of the beauty of it. Sure, but I'm not talking about the box. Like, see, this is the problem with movies now. Is now it would be so hyped. There's a movie coming out with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Spacey. And halfway through that movie, you'd be sitting in the theater going, "Well, I know Kevin Spacey's the killer because they hyped it up as a Kevin Spacey movie, and I haven't seen him yet." You know what I mean? That they had to. Yeah. So I, I think the movie game has changed in that way, Simon. And that I missed. I missed that a lot. Like I was, we talked about Independence Day multiple times. Where, if you remember, there was nothing in the ad about Will Smith. But like, there was no actors. It was just the the city being decimated. You knew nothing about who was in it, and that was exciting. Could it be movie versus cinema? Because that argument's been going around. Have you heard that? Nope. Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola are arguing that Marvel movies aren't cinema. They're movies. Yeah. I mean, I hate that argument because you're just getting into semantics. Cinema is yeah. Come on, they're all, it's all the same. You might not like them; they might be crappy movies, but there's there. It's all the same. I thing. think if you don't know how it's going to end, maybe that's cinema though. Like you know how the Avengers are going to end. Did you know the Joker was no, going to end? I don't know. You didn't know how the Avengers was going to end. That could have ended a million different ways. With uh, well, I knew how it was going to end because Kamar ruined it for me. <laughs> and and the internet, but but from that that could have gone. Uh, I just don't buy that argument with Marvel movies. Like they're just angry because they're making more money than. Um, more artistic movies they're putting out, but that's not even the truth because look at the Joker, man. That just should tell you everything. Did you know how that was going to end, though? That's my question. The Joker? Well, there wasn't like a twist or anything. No, okay. 
I think what people like Scorsese and Copeland need to do is just, I mean, A, they're super old, so who gives a fuck what they crotchety. think? My issue is this, though, is like someone like Scorsese, if he got with the times, he could realize there is definitely a place for like what he's doing is perfect right now. The Netflix thing, show it in three cinemas and or, you know, a select amount of cinemas so that you get the Oscar nod, but put it on Netflix. I don't need I didn't need to go to the theaters to watch Goodfellas. Goodfellas is incredible on any screen you watch it on. You don't need the big thing. And, and now that we all have 70 inch screens in our homes. You don't need to go to the theater. So, like, tr- truthfully speaking, you should see the Avengers in the theaters. But you don't need to see a good Scorsese movie in the theaters. You you, you can see it in the comfort of your own home, getting high and enjoying it. And that's probably better. That's probably... My wheeze is insane. <coughs> um, Little wheezy. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably better to ingest those art house, those cinema films... On like small batch screen, and you know what I mean. The distraction, someone else eat popcorn, drop yeah, the soda, I, whatever. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, like I think they need to chill out on that whole. You know, they're stuck in the old way of of movie making. I think that's my opinion. And yet, the movies they were making back then are just better than the movies they're making now. So I don't know. Maybe there's something to be said for Favreau said they've earned the right to say that. I think again, though, yeah, of course they have. They, I agree with that. But I think again, Simon, it's that you know, if there's a lot of movies where we've gone back and watched them or thought about it and been like, it was really slow. You know what I mean? You you, were, you romanticize it as, and we also grew up in an era where it was kind of transitioning. I know, but listen, we could we could sit here for an hour and go through movies from fifteen years ago and movies from now, and we're just going to end up with a better list from back then i i just i i truly believe that i mean i disagree with you i think there's been some incredible movies that have come out in the last 10 years 15 years i totally agree with that too matt i'm just talking on like a numbers i think you know it would be like but that's what i'm saying to you i think if we actually sat down and went back and not just named names because that's the problem you could sit here and name a movie and we could all go, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. No, we'd have to know it. No, no, not just that. You'd have to sit here and watch it again because I guarantee you 50% of those movies that you built up in your head as incredible films, you watch again and they just do not. Yep. I totally agree with you, Matt. I 100% agree with you. And I still think, still, even with all of those that we misremember, I still think the list is like 80-20. No, I think you're doing a, a disservice to... Just think about how many crappy movies like But my my thing to you is most of those filmmakers are still making movies. So it's a tough argument to sit here and go, I get it, they've had to change their style cuz of the audience maybe, but I mean you and I are just going to argue all day. I love this. Well, no, I, I that would actually be an experiment that I'd be willing to do because I think it would be fun and I think I'm right. That's a bomb line. Speaking of movies, though, Kamar 7, that might be a fun one. That's your movie game? Um, it's always suspect when one of us brings it up. That's jo- all I'm Joe, I, I, I don't want to have to do his job for him, man. But Well, <laughs> I tried to do my job and stole the movie game. Wow. But um, Joe always talks about all these gay actors that he knows and all these people. Like, Three of them. <laughs> there must be more, but do you think it would affect their career? Or are they just like uh, delusional? I think just like he said with Tom Cruise, it depends on the actor, right? Like Tom Cruise, if he came out as gay now, he 
I don't think people are going to go in the same way and watch him do the Mission Impossibles because people are fucked like that and they're going to be like, no, uh, he's not straight. I'm not watching it. And that sucks, but I think that's what would happen. Yeah, I agree. I think you have to set... I think it's unfortunate, but I think as a gay man, you have to set the precedent as like... It's just like character... It's like... uh, Not character acting. It's like getting stuck. Like you, you play Costanza and you're Costanza forever. You know... You have to come out and play that strong leading male for like 10 years. And then I think comedy is the same thing. Like Todd Glass, I think, had to be Todd Glass for a very long time before he could finally come out and go, I'm gay. Because it just didn't, that persona doesn't work as well. I mean, it works fine now because he was Todd Glass. You just know him as that. But think about if he came out when he came out in the industry i don't know if it works that well i, I don't know. know that's comedy i meant specifically in acting like straight guys can't play gay guy it's just it's just it's just weird because they're actors so doesn't you, you know what i mean well, but and if I you f- know the person is sorry come here i find it way different in comedy too right because you're just getting up and talking about yourself most of the time so unless you're getting up there and you're like i'm fucking tons of chicks and i'm laying dick all over the place and then you're gay like that just seems like a lie but it works with uh, how I met your mother. It's, it's that's different though. That's a scripted television show. He's not pretend. He's not getting up on stage and telling stories about himself. Which seem he's, genuine or whatever. He's playing a character, but and, and he's so over the top too. Again, you know, so that has something to do with. That. I don't know. I just wonder if there's truth to it. I don't know. In any event, da, 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 it's the movie game. Da, 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 da. For one bonus point, guys. (laughs) 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 (la
and it made three hundred twenty-seven million. Right, you closer. are the winner. Closer, closer. Well, I mean, but comparatively, I want someone with ten million. But nobody. I won. guess you were with the budget. Well, was, I didn't listen. I won the showcase showdown. I definitely didn't get both showcases. Yes, 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 That's yes, what yes, you're getting yes, at. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, did anybody watch that documentary? By the way, which one? It's uh, the price is right. I don't remember. It's on Netflix right now, and it's all about this guy who spent years studying all the prices on the prices yeah, right yeah. so he knew all of them yeah did he just breeze through it um he only got picked once to go on and he ended up winning his thing but then he lost on the showdown but he would go and watch the things and yell out the bids to people and then they would win because of him this gentleman i used to work with at the aloha room well that we know a guy who actually yeah. did it so josh josh grace won both showcases nothing Chink compares on. What's up with him today? He is pissed. Hey. It's because the window's open, I think. The first time he told me that, I was like, no freaking way. No way you won it. He's yeah. like, yeah, no. And he put the VHS tape, and we watched it at the bar. It was like, holy cow. And after that, nothing compares. Let me lay something on you, okay? Put it on me. Here it is, okay? Joe was talking about compliance. He said it all comes down to compliance, right? Everything, every all this social justice warrior shit, everybody is just trying to get you to comply to something. What do you think about... So everybody has become so afraid to say anything because they're worried about the backlash that's going to happen. Compliance. Could this maybe be like the beta program for the big compliance that's coming next give up your guns or whatever i, I was thinking take a chip bigger than that but Everyone take a chip it's it seems to me <laughs> the way that facebook and all of these places are trying to have people argue with each other and trying to make everybody afraid to say what they really feel <coughs> that's the first step man that is the first step to controlling a populace we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Are we done with this chick? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, uh, we no. can't. We can be. I'm just. Uh, no, I, it feels like we're getting to the surveillance. Oh, right. I see. I see. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, because we're probably going to yeah. spend a, yep. but, a um, bit of time on that. She was very pro Jordan Peterson, and he is not doing well at all. Well, I mean, he's not doing well. It's not like the media is smearing him. It's like, no, no. Like health. Like Yeah. If, if His it, wife is sick. No, he he's sick too. He is yeah, now he's sick? sick. Yeah. So the, his wife is. Yeah, I mean, his wife is dying. The carnivore diet has finally caught up to him. I, I'm not sure the exact details, but I know he just put a tweet or something canceling a bunch of uh, engagements. Like, and for people who don't like him, they're like dancing. Like, ah, that's not just what you dancing. Get for disagreeing they're with they're us. tweeting him like, "I hope you fucking yeah, die." Yeah, you it's, piece it's of really shit. insane. See, the thing that no one that she didn't want to say is no one likes Jordan Peterson because he's helping white men. Yeah. But why Back is it he's it's not only white men the advice he's giving it applies to any person. But no, but he's specifically out there like you're an angry white man. Why like why is that? Like trying to help the the proud boys or the keck boys or whatever specifically, you know what right. I mean? People are they're saying why are you trying to help this specific group of people who are already privileged? Because, That's why people are extra fucking salty at but right. but anyone can take his advice, and I agree. those people are taking it as not only are you giving these people advice, but you're giving them advice to fuck us over, which is just the insanity. Yeah. It's just the insanity. It's so simple, though, the keep your room clean. 
You know what I mean? But that advice, I swear to God, is the best advice you can give anybody. For anyone, any gender, any doesn't matter. You are not going to be productive in a dirty room. Wash Mm -hmm. your penis. Wash your penis. Well, that's a little. You remember I that's a little that. selective. No, I sent. I sent Simon. Someone made uh, a new cover for Jordan Peterson's book. It's just his face instead of clean your room. It's wash your penis. Same idea. Yeah. No, it's um, and just when all this is unfolding, I'm like, this is. I really am enjoying this podcast because it's just confirmation bias. You know what I mean? We're just having a little agreeathon here, and it feels great. Well, you were just happy that it. I mean. It, the thing is, again, it's a woman, so you're happy that you're extra happy because you're like, "Hey, guys, see this? It's a woman saying this." It's so. an ally, yeah, yeah, exactly, and a hot woman. Yeah, she'd be hotter if she needed all those drugs. She's pretty hot. Man. Well, for forty, I guess, yeah. Suck and fuck your way to enlightenment. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the new title of my uh, self-help book. She had to party hard, live the life to know it wasn't what it's all about. It was so funny, though, when she was talking about how uh, the argument now is that if you suck dick, you're internalizing the patriarchy, <laughs> like literally internalizing the patriarchy. Yeah, unbelievable. I'm against that 100%. And, and metaphorically. I just think it's so funny. Like, so you're not going to suck my dick? No, I'm not. All right. Well, I'm not going to eat you out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, um, it's not the same. Well, she maybe we can work, maybe we can work something out here. Yeah, that's right. You suck my dick, I'll go down on you. This is it's reciprocal. That's what's going on. We're both going to lube each other up. And I love how Joe said, um, "Yeah, and you know, in jujitsu, like it's hugging. We're we're just hugging. We're out there hugging. Everybody needs to hug." You don't remember that? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Like he like came out of the jujitsu closet. Yeah, it's a fair comparison. That's the only reason Joe does it. Sucking a dick, hugging a man. What's the difference? I don't even like jujitsu. I just like hugging guys. Um, okay, well, you want to be done with these guys? With her? Or yeah. With her, rather? Yeah. I could talk about it all day. It's just we do have three more to go. You could talk about what, her all day? Well, no, just just some of the points they were t- talked about. I mean, Oh, no, I yeah, no, I have a lot more notes. I just think that we got to be time efficient here. The only one I really wanted to bring up was um, they were talking about mummies. And have you guys seen those Nazca mummies? When did they talk about mummies? Kamar? I think you're just making this up. No, because she is convinced that she had a past life as an Egyptian and blah, blah, blah. But what's a Nazca mummy? That's, it's a, an alien. They found these alien, they think are alien and they've been preserved somehow, like where they were three fingered, three toes, the process of preserving them They're is doing interesting, tests isn't it? On them. Well, these ones were like covered in some weird chalk and they were in like a cave or something. I don't know. The, it really sounds like a... Um, it sounds like people are just mummifying everything and selling it to Tom DeLong. Well, what the, these guys said is if you want to make a three-fingered mummy, it's really easy. You just cut this finger off and this finger off. No, but when you look at these mummies, the fingers are like... I know, they're like nine inches long. long. Yeah. So it's either a crazy hoax or... We found something. It's going to help for her. She actually went to Egypt, so that's got to make a bigger connection for her. All right, Kamar, rate it. Four, man. I thought it was very interesting. She was The very beginning was like, what the fuck's going on? Get it out. But then it really leveled out. I enjoyed it. Kamar, constantly juking. Simon? Four. Hmm. 
thought it was a really good episode. She, like Kamar said, she annoyed me at the beginning, but once we got through her telling all her stupid stories, no, I'm going to take that back. It wasn't even stupid, just her way of Three, talking. Three, seven, five. There it is. There you go. Okay. Uh, I give it a three and a half. Well, that's generous, but whatever. Final thoughts on her, Kamar? Love her. Want to fuck her. Like to have her for dinner. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to have her for dinner. I don't think I want to fuck her. I thought she was really nice. Super hot. So interesting. You think she's hot. Don't want to fuck her. You don't think she's hot. I don't think she's ugly. Want to fuck her. I don't her. think she's ugly. No, that was just a great, I love that dynamic. Yep. And I'm sitting over here indifferent in both categories. Mm-hmm. But I thought that there was too much... Um, I, I don't know. There was something about her that I didn't love, but... It was an interesting enough conversation that it outweighed that. Was her Twitter dumpster fire or something? That's her YouTube channel, I think. Oh, yeah. I think she had 3,000 Instagram followers going into this, so her nervous laugh was like tangible. Wait for the bump. She had 3,000 what? Instagram followers. Oh, okay. Because she does all Twitter. My point is just like, you know what? I, like, some people go on there and you can tell they're not uh, they're acting like they've been there before and I felt at times like she had that that nervous like ah like over laughy like ha 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 my wheeze she was very giggly is insane yeah super giggly all right Simon <coughs> let's get to the meat and taters we're doing Snowden well that's the order right that is number thirteen sixty eight. Eddie Snowden, which, what, what? which I think would have been a great way to end the week. Yeah, drop, we, drop real, the mic, Joe. A real poignant, huge, groundbreaking podcast, but two more after this. Well, uh, to me, Christopher Ryan was the best of the week, but this there was good. Go. This was good. I guess we raid Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this. Um this was the one podcast where above and beyond you could tell how much better Joe's podcast was than everyone else's because everyone else, they would have just done a Skype interview. This was like a, like, I don't even know that Fox or CNN could have done a technically th- that's what I'm saying. Dude, you see live newscasts all the time where the delay is infuriating, like un, where like the person asked the question and then there's like 10 seconds of silence. And they're like, yes, yes, Mark. I do know that. It, it, it did seem seamless, but Joe was like, we're having a bit of delay, but I didn't notice it whatsoever. I didn't Especially not it. listening. I didn't notice it. There was, every once in a while, there was like just this kind of weird silence and then he spoke. But besides that, it was uh, pretty crystal clear. They might have also edited the shit out of this one. In the sense that not, not for content, but again, to make they might have taken the delay out. That's possible. If there was a delay, they might have just... Because Joe might have, through the three hours, been like, Jamie, that delay was bothering me. I pay you a lot of money to take that. You know what I mean? And Jamie's sitting there going, fuck. But if nothing else, wow. Come on, wow. wow. What a guess. Wow, this is but. some pull, fuck. Wow, but, though, just to get out of the way, at an hour and 40 minutes, Edward goes, I feel like we should have more of a conversation. Meaning he spoke for an hour and 40 minutes with minimal Joe. Like, say it, Matt. What I, oh, the least least uh, least Joe words per minute got to be. This is a three-hour podcast. Of any podcast Joe Joe's spoke ever for done. 10 minutes. If that. If that. Well, that was my big problem with this episode is it, it felt so well rehearsed and so um, 
I wanted to believe him, and I'm just not sure he convinced me. But think about this: all he can do is write his books and (laughs) maintain his message. Like he's stuck in his. Like it's, I almost feel really bad for him. I felt terrible for him. Are you like kidding? Really bad that he's, he's a in man this in position. duress. But uh, I, sorry, sorry, no, no, Do go ahead. Think, but can't he's got to just drop it and learn to live a life in Russia? I, I, like I don't know what more he could do. You know what I mean? Well, that's exactly what he's doing. That's what he's doing. But I disagree with you, Kamara. He's an American. He's a born American citizen. How he cannot? They're supposed to be the freest country in the world, and all he did was explained to the people that... And this is the other thing, I think. I think he has... And I'm going to answer your question. I'll tie this up. I think he has so much dirt that he didn't release. I think there's reporters sitting on a fucking ton of shit that he let like out. if I die files? And that's, that's how I was going to answer. Because Simon was asking me this weekend. He was like, how is it possible that this guy didn't get... He was like, they killed Epstein. And I didn't have an answer, but what I think... You just answered it. That's what I thought of was maybe he has so, so much info that they know he's given to reporters that they're like, if we kill this guy, all the beans get spilled on all the stuff that we're currently running and it just fucks us so hard. So they're like, we'll let him live in Russia, but he's never coming back. There is some part of me that that conspiracy part of my brain where I'm just like, Something about this doesn't sit right. I don't know what it is. I can't really figure out why, but there's but Simon, something that's, about the this part of the conspiracy that doesn't sit right. Yeah, the the part of the thing that doesn't sit right is that an American citizen working deep within the government exposed a huge government cover up, and the people and the representatives both threw him under the bus because the people don't seem to care. I mean, I wonder if it's possible that you think he's a CIA. You think I he just, works for the CIA? I just, I, I, I just wonder if it's possible that that's how deep this whole this whole um, machine runs. That there's, you, you know what I mean? They're three steps ahead with this guy, letting us think that. Um, this major story has broken and they're just running the whole narrative the whole time. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. But I also wonder, like, how did this guy just get on a plane and get the fuck out of the country? Like, it all just seems that he was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. But he didn't because they took, they, they wouldn't let the Bolivian prime minister fly. I know, I, I know. And it makes it seem like, oh, they had to go through these... Ch- like, really, you think that the Americans can't just do whatever the fuck they want? Apparently they can't do it in Russia. That's what I'm surprised But, but we know that they do, like... No, what like, do we they, know that they, they do, can't though? They get him. They, That's like, what I'm curious. You kept saying this on the weekend, Simon. What do we know they the Americans do in Russia? Let's hear it, because you're the conspiracy guy. Well, you don't think that they're running all sorts of ops over there? I, I would have to believe that they are, just like they're running them everywhere else, and just like the Russians are running them here and in many other countries Fine, in the world. Fine, all sorts of ops. You're talking about killing an American citizen on Russian soil. That's well, what you're talking about. Again, I think you could make it look like some sort of uh, suicide. He had had enough. He didn't want to live like that There's got to be some sort of underworld like, in Russia of people. 
We're talking about people who have, you know, um, killed presidents right in front of our eyes and brought down towers and this and that. Like, I, I, I look, I don't, ne- I don't think that's Dude, the case. You I, have become so. You are the ultimate conspiracy. I guy really, now. I really think that Edward Snowden, like he said, is actually a the good guy in this story. But that one tiny part of my brain is just like, I don't know, man. I don't think he knows that much. Well, he didn't find anything on the aliens. I, I, I just think like just the way he told his story about boot camp and break his leg. That took a half hour. We could have just said I had shin splints, I broke my leg, and I had to drop out. And I, it took the the detail of this story that had nothing to do with anything. Is someone who I really don't have that much to tell you because I got a, a snippet, found out about it, ran, told people, and I'm fucked. Or is that the red herring? You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want Joe asked him a question that we all wanted an answer to. And he led us down a boot camp path. And then at the end of it, Joe says, so back to the original question I asked you. Yeah, but I think you guys are forgetting too. He's an American who's been living in Russia for like however long. He probably doesn't have a lot of fucking interaction. So for him, he's like, this guy runs long. I could talk to this guy for four hours if I wanted right now. Like, I think he was just starved for the guy's just starved for any sort of familiar attention. That's all it is. I, I, I don't know. He does the podcast circuit though. Like he, he's been on other yeah. podcasts. but again, that's him just trying to dude. He's dying for someone to just help talk him. to him. That for, would definitely be Occam's razor. Do you think it's strange that at the very beginning he was like, I saw your logo and I was like, this is, I don't think this is worth my time. I don't know if you said you might want to think of being a little more professional, but uh, people told me I should talk to you, whatever, but I saw your logo and was a little like. No, I think what he was trying to say, because I listened to that part twice. I think what he was trying to say was this, was like, I was a bit concerned about coming on here. But then when I saw your logo, I realized like this guy can't be some corporate like, I think what he was saying was like, I realized I wasn't talking to CNN or I, that's what I got from it. I mean, I, I can appreciate, Matt, that you're willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt like that. I I mean, like, he's a smug asshole, if nothing else. You but, know what but I mean? But they have internet in Russia. Like, you can't just be like, does Joe Rogan experience? I, or maybe he can. There's so many other things. It just it was just a weird... Was yeah, he, but these are the things, like, this is the, I hate to you jump. You think he was bigging him up? Well, hold on. I hate to jump ahead, but, like, Brian Grazer, who you'd also think has the internet and would know Joe, just seemed like, first of all, he thought Joe was one of the f- most famous people in the world. That, that motherfucker didn't know Joe smoked weed. That's what, Yeah, but at the same time, he was like, well, you must know this guy. Like, he just the most famous person in the world, he was like, well, Joe, you must know them. But it's like, you're Brian Grazer. You're more famous. Than, but he suffers from uh, influenza. The flu? the flu? No, the uh, what's the other one? Is when you're so rich you don't know what you're doing. You remember it's not that one? influenza. Affluenza. Affluenza. <laughs> That's what it was. That kid that killed the people and they said he's too rich. He didn't know what he's doing was wrong. Brian Grazer's not on this planet. That's fine. We'll get hey, to that. We'll get back to Brian. My point back though. Up, my up, my point up. though was just what was my point? What was I saying about? Your point was uh, before you made your joke. He's happy to. Uh, Talk to Whatever. someone? No, it's fine. It doesn't matter. I forgot where we were. Sorry, man. Fucking so, weed. So his book is out now. Is that correct? It's actually, you can buy it. 
still somewhere somehow are you kidding me three and a half hours of podcast and you didn't get that this guy has a book out oh i got that he had a book out i just wasn't sure if it was like readily available on you know amazon or if you had to deep dive for it like dude the amount of times he was like it's all in the book the oh, Andy Jacobson, and that's what he asked Joe at the. Well, beginning. no, at least he was willing to talk. Oh no, no, he, but he has he. I, I my bottom line is I don't think he knows that much. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, Simon, we cut you off. No, yeah, I, I did. I I totally agree with what Kamar's saying. I think that he doesn't know that much. I think that he found he kind of backed himself into this information and has become this like icon. But uh, and this is defining- where I, hold on. This is where I disagree with both of you. This guy is super fucking smart. We can all, we can all agree with that, right? He didn't get to that position through like a strong resume. He's obviously a really really smart person, right? So, if you can imagine that he backed himself into this info that you're talking about. Well, he ended Just hold on. Let I, me finish the let me finish the whole thought cuz I will lose it. The pot has got me. All I was going to say is this. He said that he had that information for a long time cuz he had to sit on it and think about because he remember he was like I kept waiting for the good guy to blow the whistle I I kept thinking someone else would do it I have a feeling that he sat on it for so long and was like if I'm gonna do this if I'm gonna go public with this I'm gonna have to grab everything else of of value because they're gonna come after me but he had to know I don't think he's look at Simon just aggressively taking notes I feel like he had to know they were going to so being in the position he was in, because he said he was like the CIA director would have to come to someone like me to know about like certain programs and stuff. I have a feeling this guy has a wealth of info. I also have a feeling that he cares a great deal about the country. And I feel like he's like, I don't want any of this out there, but I have it and I have it as a safety net. I think that's truly, and I, I, I think he's like, the only thing I'm going to release is the stuff that I think they're breaking the law on because I don't think they should be doing it. But I think he felt pretty strongly because he kept saying it. He was like the uh, the uh, the spying industry and like the the covert ops is all very important for the U.S. He was like pro all that stuff. He just said this crosses the line. Go ahead, Simon. Uh, my turn. <laughs> so Go here's here's a. here's what I have to say to that. Okay, so when I said backed his way into it, I meant this guy ended up in I can't remember if Hawaii. it was Alaska or Hawaii. Thank you, Kamar. Where the guy he was replacing was some old dude who was leaving. He was left alone to his own devices. He could do whatever he wanted. He didn't have anything to do. He had unlimited time. He was probably a smart guy. He knew a lot about computers and he just fucked around. And had he been in a real job where he had shit to do, he probably wouldn't have had the time or the means to go about this. So just there. Secondly, this guy found some information stuff that nobody knew about but he found no information on the um the and uh, this isn't a conspiracy thing okay but the the other factions in the government who are doing much more nefarious shit than simply spying on their constituents you know what i mean so like what oh my god like do you want to 
again, they're all just hypothetical, Matthew, but... Oh, okay, so all these hypothetical things they're doing, well, they're, but we, I'm just curious we because... Know, we know that they're willing to do all sorts of things. We know that they're willing to kill their own people. We know that they're willing to um, make up stories in order to start wars. Like, th- this is, these are facts, man. So, to me, those are worse than... I, I mean, maybe not worse, but they're just as big as... Um, reading people's emails. Yeah, and just to add to that, everything he said is like, well, no, this is just public record. You know this. You, like, it wasn't like uh, the 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 uh, weapons of mass destruction, all that stuff. I, it, was it me? He was like, uh, there was no inside job of nine eleven. Was his when well, he talked about 9/11. because he didn't find it well when he found this other info. So he just assumed because I found something this big. If I didn't see it, then, and I know he said, oh, yeah, it might have been better hidden than I could find. But you could hear in his voice, he was like, but that's impossible. And, and that's com- his arrogance. And, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, look. Dude, you guys are both. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. I, I was just going to say, like, if anybody he should know, I found this. There's way more out there. And unless Matt's right that he's sitting on all that shit for another that's occasion. An but but I don't think that's the case because I think that... Um, First of all, I don't think either of you actually listen to this podcast. I think you just sat in your confirmation bias for three hours and were just like, fuck this smug asshole. He said, he was like, I definitely think that that we had all the information that could have stopped 9-11. But they didn't communicate. That's exactly what he said. He said, so he was basically saying, without it being, we didn't plan it, it was an inside job in the sense that they all had all the info. They all knew it was coming and no one did anything about it. He was like almost in tears about it. He said, though, he was like, I was 18 and I was not in the fucking position to do anything. He's like, I didn't join the CIA or whatever until well into the 2000s. So I'm curious, like you're saying he didn't find anything. I mean, if it's a government cover up, they cover it up, don't they? Right. That, that's exactly my point. Yeah, but this they weren't. That was the whole idea. Is this they weren't even covering up? This was like an act, almost program. incompetent, though, that they didn't communicate together. Well, it was total incompetent. Well, no, but that goes back to the whole uh, the ego between the different organizations. Yeah, I just feel he like put so much work into constructing all these stories and creating his narrative. Like this, this is my why I did it. This is why I didn't do it because that's what he's got to do. You know what I mean? The most interesting part of for me about this podcast was, and it's probably common knowledge as well, is how he's talking about how cell phones track you with the um, the pinging and he can't turn this off and the systems and all that, which is, again, this is just what he's learned after. He didn't learn this in the secret shop or wherever he was working. And jo- Joe asked him a question that had nothing to do with cell phones. Just when we got that whole diatribe, it was that was him going down some weird thing you know, where we just, didn't get the answer we were looking for because it ended up on a tangent. Okay, in his defense, all three of us do this, where we start down a path, and then we're like, okay, well, hold on. What I really need to do is start here, and then you start down that path, and you just go off on a tangent, and you completely forget where yeah. you were even... I. I I just Not think for you 15 guys, minutes at a time. You're right, Matt. I need to take a step back here, okay? Because you're correct. I 1,000% think that this guy is a hero. 
Mm-hmm. He, I, I just think that he is an asshole. So I'm but that's torn. The, but that's know? the problem is like him being an asshole. Like I'm not sitting here saying I could spend three hours in a room with him. I don't think I could. Like I don't, I don't think Edward Snowden and I would get along. That doesn't mean I don't think the guy's not a goddamn hero. And I think it's insane that there isn't some sort of pushback from the people of like, I don't know how an American could listen to this podcast and not write to Congress and be like, how is this gentleman at least not getting a fair shake? Like even the trial that, and like, what was the, what's the thing called that he's charged with the specific, I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? How you can't, you can't use a defense of um, like no defense can be used basically that says, uh, it's like international espionage or something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's about. like it's like when you're being charged with treason, you can't even let the jury know. It's a what, double-edged what sword. What you're exposing, yeah. whatever, because it's top secret or whatever. Yeah, that's it. You can't even mention the word whistleblower in the trial. And to me, that's absolutely like... I realize that a lot of these were written at diff, like way the fuck back when they were probably written not thinking of internet or whistleblowers like in that. But it's crazy to me that it's just nuts. Apparently, guy, some of this is Obama. Of course. So that's a bad thing Obama did. No, he, he did a lot of bad stuff. No one, listen. I, I, yeah, whatever I'm saying, like, I don't think Edward Snowden knows that much. I think he's a great guy. I just think he has to conflate his position and what he's done to have a legacy because he, I think, wants to go back to America, but doesn't think he can get back to America. But I'm sure he could just go in the, and just have a life. The problem is now he's playing the martyr because I think I'm, I'm kind of with you in that I think he has the means and the fucking smarts to create a passport, create some new fingerprints, get fucking facial reconstruction, and then just go to like Australia or Indonesia and live out the rest of his days comfortably. Like, I don't think... I, I believe that. Especially I, with his book sales and this Rogan bump. I, I believe that's his best bet. No, I, I agree with Kamar totally on that point that I think he is... Um, you know, trying to, he doesn't know, he, he found something amazing. He was super brave to let the world know about it, but that's all he fucking knows. He doesn't know any more than that because he was just a guy to me who kind of got lucky. Like uh, I said, backdoored his uh, way into I this, agree with you there. into this Cinderella kind of situation. You know what I mean? And now he's having to, go and speak for three hours, but he doesn't have three hours of things to say. He only has, he has an hour hours and a of half of really interesting information, but we had to get the long version. Oh. He can I'm just talk in you, detail about anything. I guarantee you in like 30, 40, whenever this guy dies, there's going to be some sort of fucking dump. And then you're really going to be like, holy fuck, this guy. Now oh, I'll be apologetic. Now, why does he have to die for this to happen, Matt? Why? If he has this. No, no. Just well, it's like me. deep throat. Arrested. Remember, remember deep throat from Watergate? Yeah. But if he has this info, he's already in hiding. You know what if I mean? Because again, Simon, my point was that I think he's such a fucking patriotic dude that he's like all of the info that I have would hurt the U.S government the u.s uh like es- not espionage what the fuck is the word i'm looking intelligence for? agencies and thank you it would hurt u.s intelligence for me to leak this info but i have it as a fucking security blanket in case something does happen to me i think that's it but we have a reoccurring theme that we've discovered that at least the cia i don't want to talk about the fbi is a corrupt organization that is bad time after time after time i can't believe they're splintering off once in a while to do something good and I was listening to this whole thing where they were saying, like, look, this guy started in the CIA. 
right? He was a CIA agent. And then he moved to the NSA. And then he he pretty much, um, by releasing this information, killed the NSA and let the CIA win the war because they're fighting each other, right? So I get it. He's a patriot, but at the same time, like if we're assuming that the CIA really is the bad guys in this situation, then he gave them the win, you know, I I don't know. Okay. But if he doesn't, you know, sometimes you do things and they have a, you don't know that the repercussions are going to be that, you know what I mean? You could just, you're thinking you're doing the right thing. You're you're like, Hey, I'm going to expose the intelligence agency. And then the powers that be twisted into possibly, you know, He, he had a long time, like you said, to sit on this and, formulate what he was going to do i am sure he's a smart guy and played out the um you know the the odds of what was going to happen where or possibly what could happen where i don't know i just think the implications of 9-11 because all this surveillance stuff so she seems to be able to have kicked in with the patriot act you know what i mean so that would be a motive for someone to make 9-11 happen so we get this legislation legislation <laughs> through. <coughs> Whereas wow. the day before 9-11, we, were, we had more privacy maybe? Well, I mean, we all know that Dick Cheney was fucking puppet mastering all that shit. So, I mean... I'm doing a puppet master. The only time a vice president has ever had any power? Yeah, well, I'd listen, say. I mean, how do you have secret legislation written up by your private lawyer that only like five Congress people are even allowed to that no one can even see before you bring it to the floor? Like, I mean, all that stuff is worse than the CIA. It's the craziest because the CIA is supposed to be a secretive organization that represents the intelligence agency. You're the vice president. All that stuff is supposed to be on the table. It's supposed to be you're an elected representative. The people are supposed to know, you know, it's crazy. Well, and that just shows you exactly like how there are these factions inside of the government that are more powerful than the government. Well, he acknowledged the deep state. You just said it right there, Matt. You couldn't have been any more clear. It wasn't your intention, but like, that's a fact. The fact that that Cheney was able to orchestrate all of that When did I not say that existed? I don't know. Kamar? I I don't I I I wasn't I didn't know where he was coming with that, but he's got to be in his body. Oh yeah, he always has a man kind of fucking something that happened. But he knows that what the deep state is is people who work in the government that see presidents come and go and have positions of power and um, security clearance and stuff, and that's the problem. And the CIA that's they right them and the CIA is probably an incarnation of a much older institution that's been doing the dirty work for God knows how long. Who Come knows on. who's wrong or right in there anymore. It's we're covering up lies. To- well, the fact that there are actually these wars going on internally that are, are, are dictating wars that go on externally is it's crazy, man. No one's in charge. Well, someone's in charge, but it's not who you think. It's well, every other people, as we were saying, are supposed to be in charge. Hey, you know, in Apocalypse Now, when um, what's his name, uh, Douglas gets off the boat and he walks up to one of those black kids and they're, he says, who's in charge here? And the kid looks at him and goes, aren't you? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the, the microcosm of what's going on in that government. No one knows who's in charge. And that's why, you know... You say whatever the fuck you want about Trump. He is actually like a separate uh, 
team that's why I maintain all along. There. Even though he's a bad person. It, it, it's it's not even him. It's the idea of somebody willing to try and fight. He has no chance. It's a crazy anomaly in there, though. They, they don't expect that to come Hold out. Hold on. Separate yet equally shitty team. They're all bad. It, well, he's a shitty leader of the team, but the idea of draining the swamp, of changing the way that things but function. Hold on. See, I'm in tired that, of in that. Uh, I hate. I hate this. It's. I love it. It's so dumb. All he he said, "I'm going to drain the swamp." That he said that statement multiple times. He never once made any. So you. That's he great. Must be because the CIA hates him. This is so difficult. Do you understand? CIA bad. Whoever the CIA hates is my uh, ally, not my enemy. I mean, uh, listen, I don't usually agree with math. the wonky shit math. that comes out of Kamar's mouth, but like, I I, I don't like Trump. But and how I, are you? Listen, hold on. I, I got to cut you off. The CIA hates Trump. Give me how. Oh, my God. I can tell you exactly. Brennan. Let's hear it. They had to fight the guy because they tried to get rid of him. When Trump first came into office, Comey comes and says to him, was it Comey? Was he? Comey's FBI. Brennan's the CIA. Oh, it was the FBI, though, who came to him and said, look, we're they're about to start this whole uh, investigation on you. Listen, they've all been out to get him from the start. There's no doubt about that, but that doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't make him a good person. It doesn't make him a good person at all, at all. But they all don't want him there because he wants to try something new. And again, I don't think that has anything to do with his policies. I think it has to do with... He's an idiot. He's just fucking the whole thing up. What is he trying that's new, though? That's the thing. You keep... Well, I'm just curious because you said it. Pulling the troops out. Well, again, I don't... I, I don't know what he's actually going to do, Matt. I think the idea, Hold though... Hold on, what do you mean he's going to do? This is the end of his first term. So it's not, there's no law. It's not like his first year in office where we're like, I don't know what he's going to do. He's had a full term. So I'm asking the what Trump supporter to my right. What has he done? Yes. What has he done that's so different? What is he, how has he drained the swamp? He didn't he, build the wall. He hasn't. He hasn't. The guy is nothing. He's a full of shit. He's pull, pulled a lot of troops out that no one else would. He banned Muslims. I don't know if that's a good thing. He got his country out of the Paris Accord. He started building a wall, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's cracked down on immigration. They started, they started building and a wall again, ages those, ago. Those are all his policies. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that... That's this, what he's done, good or bad. This guy, whoever, the idea of having a new faction in that government who doesn't want to cowtail to the um, idea that the president really has no power. The military industrial complex. Right. I don't I don't know, man. It's possible. It's possible. And again, it would have been great if the leader of this new idea could have been somebody with some integrity. Yes. It's not a new idea. You guys are missing the point. There's a million people that have this idea of changing government. It's not Donald, it's not this new revolutionary idea. No, they've just You guys are just won. like they voted him in. My point is they obviously voted him in cuz they were like, well this fucking egomaniacal fucking idiot is just going to try to line his own pockets. So we can probably continue doing our fucking stupid shit. Go ahead, Kamar. There was a guy, uh, Project Veritas had a hidden camera on a CNN executive like two weeks ago, and he was like, Donald Trump's done some shitty, sh- <laughs> shitty things, but it's nothing compared to what those guys in Washington do every day. Like, the whole thing is a swamp. Yeah, and I understand that. They all hate him. Like, 
if he was evil and bad, they'd all be best friends and be going hard. That's all I think. The whole point of this whole episode is that Edward Snowden revealed what fucking shitheads they are. You mm-hmm. know how dirty it is. Like, yeah. So, so if, if Donald Trump it, it thinks that he can somehow fix that so that they're not able to fuck us over or fuck them over. Cause we're not Americans to show no respect to their own citizens. Even if he's a piece of shit, I think that's probably a good thing. It's just idealism. It can't be proved right now. Only history will know if he actually did something good or he was just the worst ever. To be honest with you, I'm so confused right now with who's fighting with who. But no, I mean, listen, I, I mean, it, I don't think any of it will matter. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. U.S. president. Like, I truly you're they're going to drop bombs using drones. They're going to fuck up other countries. There's no like there's no real difference. At the end of the day, they're going to come out and be like, I don't know. Who cares? I said a couple episodes. I think he's got to go because he's too much of a distraction. But I think his aggravating whatever Washington is, has been a good thing. But yeah, I don't because I I'm agree. telling you, even four more years of Trump, when he's done, it's be all going to be, be richer. It's no, it's all going to be fucking the same shit. It's going to be right back to it. It's not like there's going to be no change will have come. Obama was in office who ran on the word change and nothing changed. So, but he's owned by all the corporations. That's fine. Well, guess what? I'm telling you, Trump is also owned by a bunch of corporations that he owns. Hmm. I don't know. Just most politicians cowtail to big pharma, big banks, all that. All those people hate Trump, but we'll see. I I, I thought this was a great episode. Just he is a run-on sentence waiting to happen. Who is Trump? No, No, Edward Edward Snowden. Snowden. I just felt terrible for the guy. So where you guys were like, this guy's a fucking run. I was just sitting there like he's in a dark room. He's probably running a million different programs that are fucking scrambling where he's at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, I didn't get that at all. A phone connected to a phone. That's what I'm saying. Through a Garfield yeah. phone, through a like, landline. He made it seem like he was living in Russia, no problem. He could go out. Nobody recognized him unless he was in You're a computer store. Like, I felt bad for him. <coughs> I think he did a good thing and... Uh, you can't fucking expose lies in his hypocrisy. This is what happens to you. He obviously knew that too because he escaped the country when he did it. But I just don't think he knows that much. That's all I'm saying. And that doesn't make a bad person. I can still feel bad for him. But I think he found out a little bit of shit, said, holy fuck, they're doing this, and got out. And who knows if they changed all that since he left. How no about, way! I guarantee you, they're still. Well, I don't. Obviously, they're incompetent. Sure. They're just incompetent across the board. How about Amazon running a secret cloud for the government? They just lost that. Did they? They lost it to IBM. Oh no, uh, Microsoft. I think. Did speaking of what just happened? Did you see this morning um, the what happened in Syria with the uh, Al Qaeda? He blew himself up with his three children. Mm-hmm. The president watched it. Yeah. I, I, Hold on. What? And then, and Trump sends out a tweet. Leader of ISIS, actually. Trump sends out a tweet that said, "Something big is about to happen." The hairs on my neck stood up. I swear to God. Oh my God! But I thought it was going to be Hillary's arrest warrant. Oh, that's what I was going to say about Hillary. Is um, if she ends up running again, then the powers that be who have put her in back into this race must have some plan. 
you know what I mean? They're not putting her in to lose again. If she throws her hat in the ring, it's equivalent to Epstein's suicide. Like, oh my God, this is so corrupt. This is so, this is, this is just ridiculous. This is what the point is. What is her motivation? This is what I'm saying, though, Kamar. It's so corrupt. We know that. If she gets back in there, the system is so broken. But my point is, the people who put her back in, they're not putting her back in to be embarrassed again. No. That's not in their best interest. So if she does end up back in this race, there's going to be something that fucking goes down, man. You mean like assassination of Trump, possibly? I, I have no idea. Or, but they do not put her back in to be embarrassed again. There is nothing to be gained from that. They come out with the Russian strippers or whores pissing all over them, and it really does exist. And then we're like, "Wow, this guy can't be president." <laughs> that would be the tipping point with this guy. Stormy Daniels is pregnant. Wasn't it so interesting? So he said he found stellar wind. That's what he found, the uh, files. Yes, yes, Snowden. Yes. But he was saying that uh, Bush, they had all that info on Bush and that the New York Times agreed not to put any of it out because it would have fucked with the election. That's a red flag. And then they put it out because a reporter decided to bust it, was going to write a book about it way, and expose it. Way later, after the election, it was already too late. He had already become president, you know? It, and it, that was a really close election. If you want to talk about this, is what I'm saying. Like this, that that is that's crazy. Like the if that's freedom true? of the press, it's it's total hypocrisy and a, <laughs> another blight on the New York Times. The, f- the failing New York Times. Hmm. Um, and it was interesting when he said that um, after MLK's speech, he was deemed the most dangerous man in America. A different time by for the CIA progress, just and we see what happens there. Yeah, that's insane. And I did think it was a, a great quote that Snowden made, and I don't even know if it was him, but he was saying, "Loyalty is only good if it's in service of something good, right?" Like because he was explaining how his loyalty was good, but if you're loyal to that's the um, opposite of whatever the CIA's creed is. Well, it's like the Nazis. <laughs> right. That's the point, right? If you're loyal to um, blowing up uh, buses for Allah, that's probably not a great thing. Depends, I mean, it, it seems so simple. But again, it. it depends on which side. Of, nobody ever thinks their side is wrong in these situations, right? You're always fighting for what you believe to be justice. Side of the aisle you sit it on. It is a so very fucked up world we live in because... This will that those are the reasons that war will never cease because everybody always thinks they're in the right. <laughs> and Absolutely. You, you wouldn't be fighting if you thought you were in the wrong. Well, I guess you could be, but you wouldn't get enough support to uh, make your cause run. That's <laughs> why when you fight a war, you just have to never stop. You have to kill everyone so that you can write the history you want and then leave no survivors to be angry. About His it. story. Unfortunately. No, it's, that is the best way to secure your legacy is to make sure that there's nobody left to question it. Yeah. Ed, revenge. You don't want to leave Vito, you don't want to let Vito Corleone get on the fucking get on the donkey cart. <laughs> Sidebar, when this came out, there was an article uh Joe Rogan has a marathon podcast with Edward Stoden. <laughs> and Reddit just went up like, "What? It's, it's it was sort of a short one or whatever just like just a perception of what's going on here is you can see that no one knows the the platform or what the interviews are or what's normal or 
But this is the most I guess I think has ever spoken over Joe. For sure. He said he was ashamed that it took him so long to come forward. And that's why I was saying that he had a lot of time to think about what uh, his next move was going to be. Listen, it seemed like he was going to cry on at least five occasions in this podcast. Like he seems he's got like a, reason to, but I, I still think he's building his narrative. Yeah, but I think he, I, again, I think at this point he has to because now he's like, like he said, he's like, fuck, I could have just stayed in Hawaii. And been rich and had this yeah. cushy job. Yeah, and instead now I'm here eating <gasps> kugel in fucking Russia, and you know, like I just Mogul. yeah, Kugel? like yeah, like I just I you make your bed and you sleep in it. And I think he has to justify it in his head. He has to build it up because how, how he has to monetize it. Well, that too, of course. He, no, but that's I mean that's to live. He has to monetize it. But I'm just saying to even to to sleep at night knowing that you. You know, you and I have been to Hawaii. For Simon, it's just a place. But you know when you're getting your side. You know when you're. No, I just whatever. (laughs) You know when you're trying to get your side of the story together. Yeah. In any situation, this guy has only one story. He has a side to get to right now, and that's all he can work on. And he's. Can you tell how many alibis Kamar's built? (laughs) Too many. (laughs) They're not. None of them are ironclad like Edward Snowden and his um, white horse to. Why he did what he did, but I think he is. I think he's a hero and should be seen as that. But do you think he's going to get beat, Rose? Like, do you just think he's never getting back in, or do you think that when he's like seventy-five, some someone who was like ten when he got his issue will be pre- will be president? And we'll- Maybe Tulsi could Trump use it as like uh, I'm letting this guy back in now. Oh, any- throw me Hold votes. On. Any president could. Uh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. So give may- him a full pardon. Maybe something like that would happen because, y- look, if Trump ends up hurting in the election and uh, legalizing marijuana isn't enough, you know, who knows what he'll throw uh, throw at the fire? See what burns. Um, how about we talk about data for a little bit? Because I did think it was interesting that he made the statement we didn't realize. Um, the value of what we had until it was too late. Mm -hmm. That is so true, right? Like we all agree, (sighs) agree, agreed to all those uh, terms of, of service. And in the meantime, for whatever those five years that we, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Billions of dollars were made off the back of our information. It, that is crazy. Like what's crazier is that they say in it, and this can change at any time. You really have you. You could just not participate because <coughs> whatever you agree to can change. Is part of the agreement, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not even illegal. Like I, I don't even see how it's a legal document. I truly don't. Well, the the second that that's in there, there that should make it illegal. Well, it should nullify any contract. That's right. Because yeah. you couldn't write that contract up. Like I couldn't go. Write a small contract with me right now. Why write it if you're going to have that clause in it? It's like just have an agreement that says we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. But that's the thing. I mean, like Vice Magazine, for example, and I hate to use them as as the example, but <laughs> they had a lawyer read Facebook's terms and services, and they they the lawyer came back and said, like, this is the most egregious contract I've ever read in my life, and I would never ever in a million years tell any person to hit the accept button ever because it's just you what you you would never agree to this like it's not surprising 
No. I mean, it's crazy to me, too, that we... Uh, I mean, you don't pay for it, but you do pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, the, the amount of fucking money they make off ads, not even off your data. Obviously, they make a ton of money off your data, but the money they make off fucking advertising is bananas. Is bonkers. Is bonkers. Like, I was talking about Google. At least Google offers you a service. Do you know what I mean? Like, Gmail is 100% free. Uh, the maps is, is it though? Well, they're, what they're, doesn't they're harvesting you? your data? They're reading your email. What I'm saying to you though is yes, okay, it's free in the sense that you don't pay anything monthly. So yes, they they get your data, but you're actually getting something in exchange. Yeah. So there is, you could argue that it's an exchange of goods for services. You're barter. Getting, sure. Whereas, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, think about cable TV. Cable TV is insane to me. You pay to watch commercials. <laughs> It's nuts. Well, I pay to watch YouTube with no commercials. But you see what I mean? That makes sense pay not to me. To, you watch TV and pay not to watch commercials. That's it. You would think the television would be free I gotcha. because there's advertising. And that you would then go, well, hold on. I want to call my cable subscriber and give them 80 bucks a month, 60 bucks a month for no commercials. Like HBO is 25 bucks a month. But because, that probably doesn't work because they make more money from well, advertising. And than that's why Netflix has out. killed television because it's such an outdated, archaic model, you know? But, but it we're hasn't. Wa- we're still- watching Netflix go down in flames right now. But even then, they're... But all of them. Forget just the idea of... Yes, block, they went uh, the way of Blockbuster, yeah. But cable is still a thing. Not for much longer, though. We see that it's definitely on it. Like, what, what's left on cable? A lot of stuff. Sports, sports, also yeah. the World Series. Uh, yeah, I, I, okay. The listen, rugby, we see Apple's about to open their the thing. Oscars, like we, the we, Emmys, the MTV Awards. The well, I just don't. I don't see, like any of them. Listen, I'm just telling you. Like, uh, yeah, you can stream a lot of that stuff, and you know, a lot of people will. But I just, uh, you know, you could be right. I don't know if cable's going the way of the dodo that quickly, though. But who knows. I mean, just when we see like the popularity of podcasts and how quickly everything's come, like, you know, we could be talking about 10 years from now and, and we can't even believe that television was a thought because I just don't even see why we need it at this point. As soon as somebody, as soon as they say this now is a done deal, they just figure out a way to make it all work on the platforms that everybody's using now. Well, first of all, you... The only reason we don't need it now is because you and I, for uh, a minimal amount of money, can create a fo- we could create a TV studio in here that shoots in 4K and looks somewhat like it's a CNN fucking set. Whereas 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that was fucking possible. So you needed networks to put up the money for that stuff. Dude, we can go out and buy a 4K camera right now for nothing. Yeah, exactly. And so we could shoot like... You're just strengthening my point, right? Well, yes and no, but at the same time, there's something about television that... Listen, it's it's like religion. It's indoctrinated into us, and we watch it and because our parents watched it, and the kids will watch it. There's still stuff on there that is compelling. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I uh, I was a big DVD guy. Even right up until like a couple of months ago, I was like, you know, I'm I'm going to keep buying these DVDs because I want to have a record of it so I can give to my son. And I made up all sorts of excuses why I would continue to buy DVDs. Bottom line is, it the way I watch TV now is way better. It's way more practical. It's cheaper. I don't need to have that shit because there'll be no DVD players for him to play the DVDs on. Like, 
But records are still cool. Landfill. Records are still cool. Which is interesting. Records are still cool. They yeah. came, went, and now are a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever happen with DVDs or cassettes. How many blank tapes did you buy once upon a time? TDK, Basif. It's all gone away for better tings. Better tings. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, back to uh, Eddie here. Like, um, in the end, no matter what you want to say about the guy, unless he is some sort of shill, which I really don't believe is the case, he is a fucking hero. And why is Putin um, taking care of him? That's a legitimate question. Like, what? What's it? Is that just him being like, "Fuck the Americans"? I'm going to look after for him. this guy. Yeah. That's where Julia Assange should have gone. What do you think about him? Maybe he's not safe in Russia. Don't you put them on the same as whistleblower people, Assange and Snowden? Um, yeah, I don't Assange, know. I don't know Assange's story as well. I think the difference is that Assange is a fucking asshole, and he's the type of person that would just rub the wrong Russian the wrong way, Yo, and well, that's yeah, it. That, that's why I didn't go there. But I think, well, yeah. You, any major whistleblower is a bit of an asshole. Like, even though their intentions are good. Yeah, I wonder if that's true. Like, I wonder if it just takes a certain... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, Kamar. That's a really good Isn't point. Isn't it being super altruistic just for the good of good and I'm going to fuck myself? Well, that's what he did. It's a rare behavior. Obviously, unless he he's a total martyr and he's actually living a pretty decent life in Russia. Of books and but it does not sound on any terms that Assange is having a good time. Like, oh no, he's fucked. It was was Joe like you should set up a YouTube channel or a podcast or something. It's like yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could if you could help me or get listeners. Yeah, that was interesting. Like he would have a problem getting listeners. I, I, you you assume, but maybe he's the ultimate shadow band too. There's some sort of thing going on. Well, no, I assume. What's he going to talk about on episode two? Like you said, Kamar. <laughs> Phones in the pinging. Like, okay. Uh, he'd have to start releasing the other information he doesn't have. So he'd be shit two. out a lot. Today on the podcast, I have Igor, my neighbor. <laughs> See, out of all the things discussed in this episode between us, the one thing that I just don't buy at all is that that guy is sitting on more information. No, I, I think for sure he would. He, he, he's a good guy. He did a very good thing, but I also think that there's some part of him who likes the attention. Maybe he knows yeah, but something, again, but you, doesn't have proof. Your argument is that they would have killed him. Why is he alive? Why is he alive? So then he has to have something, because that's the only reason he'd be alive, Simon. No, there's another reason why he could be alive, Matt. And okay. we discussed it right at the beginning of the episode. Right. Let's no, just rate it and move I, on. I'm just saying, yeah. man, yeah, yeah. that is if we're if we're looking for reasons why this guy could still be alive, those are the two. I'm with you. Ugh. Oh, there's room for discuss this for to the end of time, but only Edward knows what Edward knows. <laughs> that, there you go. Well, let me end it on this because I thought that this was a great quote that he gave. It was from a Native American saying, and he said, You can't awaken someone who's pretending to be asleep. Out. Mic drop. Boom. Except that we have two other episodes. So, uh, Simon, you rate it first. I'm going to give this one a four. I'll give this a four. 
Fours across the board. An agreement. Agreement. We got an agreement. And final thoughts, Kamar? He talks too much. Like He's got to learn better to t- talk and listen or something, but he was putting out a story. This was his moment. Good for him. He's a hero. And my final thoughts are I, I'm a lot like you, Kamar. I wish that it had been more of a conversation. I wish we kind of could have gotten the real Eddie Snowden because I think we just got a... And a rehearsed kind of version of what he wanted us to think he was. But you know what I mean? Even though I'd hate Joe to talk about it, if they talked about music for a second or just something to make some, him human, something random, exactly to make him human. anything. That was it. I, to me, he felt robotic. Well, it started off right into disconnected. Let, let me think my thing. And he just went through his, it was a, a little rote. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, hero, good guy, hero good guy one of the good guys feel for the guy man feel for him maddie feels for him all right there you go let's move on let's move on no bills to pay this week all righty so uh 1369 is doctor christopher ryan man all right let's do it selling a book called the death by progress what no it's called civilized to death my bad (laughs) (laughs) kamar's checking his audible app quickly like fuck i bought the wrong book did i get a word right (laughs) that's hilarious yeah i think you got one by that's the word you got right (laughs) so so there you go so uh i mean not to toot my own horn but i've mentioned this guy a bunch of times in the last couple of weeks and then boom he's on the show you did it again. You did it again. I like uh, Christopher. All Ryan. right, Snowden. I don't know about that. <laughs> Just call me Eddie. Fuck out of here. Eddie the Eagle. Uh, civilized to death. I mean, Kamar got it wrong, but great title. I mean, you know, I'm a title guy. And we know sort of where this guy comes from with uh, traditional gender roles and uh, hunter gatherer, how we got here sort of thing. Do you write Sex at Dawn? He did, he yeah. Did, yeah. He's been on the show many times. Yeah. I would say this might be his seventh time or sixth time on the show, hmm. if I had to take a guess. I'd say five. Mm. But you, you could be right. So, I'll say six, just to be in between <laughs> you dickheads. He has a, a thing he's doing, Vanthropology, which again, great, great name. I felt very inspired by that, man. Well, you know, Kamar, if it wasn't for the podcast, you could just fucking bounce. Well, the thing is, I think he's maybe, I don't know if you mentioned, staying in warmer climates where he's driving around, you know what I mean? Or he's if he's up here, he's doing that in the summer, then the winter going someplace warmer. Yeah, you're not living in a van in Canada in the winter? <laughs> that's, Get the that's, fuck that's out the, of here. That's the only catch is where that we That is live. the worst existence. Well, I'm not saying you should live in a van in Ottawa, like oh, in your hometown. I was thinking I should live in a van in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was suggesting that you could just uproot and Jack Kerouac the shit out of life, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I would just live in a van in Ottawa. You just want to save some money. <laughs> save some money. And apparently you can drink in the bed. I don't think that law. I don't think that's true. It's right. Yeah. If you're two feet away from the driver's seat, <laughs> bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think we all break law. We all bre- you break laws every day. What are you saying? As you pull as over the van. Will the cop the cops pull you? Over, you pull it over. You just hop in the bed in the back. Yeah. I'm in my domicile, sir. Martini. You can't, yeah. you can't come in without yeah. a warrant. Do you have a warrant? <laughs> Fuck off, Martini. Yeah. <laughs> Take off your shoes. Stay a while. <clears throat> no, I think this is a bit of a dick suck fest, like the Camera Haynes uh, podcast. No, I disagree. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah. I didn't Dick get that. Dick suck fast. Wow. I like the uh, conversation they were having about the multiple personalities, because to me, that is such a fucking weird um, byproduct of our brains. Was saying one like, of the personalities can get sick or something? Yeah. Or an, an ailment? Crazy things can happen, man, where like... That doesn't make sense. It, it's so... Have you ever seen the movie... Um, or watch the TV series uh, United States of Terra. Where she's got multiple personalities. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. With uh, and like one of them, Tony Collette. Yeah, that's it. One of them's a dude, like a rough and tough guy. But it re- it reminded me of a movie that I saw when I was a kid called Raising Cain. It was with John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was like kind of a horror thriller movie. He had a multiple personality. And right at the end, you find out that one of his personalities is like the mother figure and he's sitting there wearing a dress. That always just really fucking stuck with me. It was a good like reveal. A, yeah. It's what Simon thing. still jerks off to. That's unnecessary, Matthew. <laughs> thought, I, thought I might get a laugh yeah, out of one of you. Kamar yeah. never laughs at anything I say anymore. <laughs> He just wants me to get into comedy so I can crash and burn. No, man. But yeah, the multiple Sky's personality limit. thing, like imagine your brain doing that and it comes from trauma, right? You're hiding from somewhere, but it's just, and then it keeps, not always, but it can keep splitting and splitting and splitting and you just end up with like, I don't know what the story was, but it's like 22 personalities the woman or the kid had. It was like, it was crazy. Man. I think Spectrum, everyone has multiple personalities. You know what I mean? I not, not as severe as that. They're two different people, but it's <laughs> just full blown, and everyone else is just you know saying I was wrong when I made the comparison of you how you act around your grandmother or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. no, no. When I play video games, I'm a ten foot brolic black guy who could kick the shit out of anyone. Exactly, but sure. just in your own little simu- simulation, yeah. not not hurting no, anyone. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Kamar. I totally see what you're saying there. Like. We do that. So yeah, he's pointing in that, but I couldn't believe that one personality could get sick and the other one. So it's just just in the brain. Yeah, but you're getting sick. I don't get too stuck on that because either way, the one body is sick. You think so? Well, what do you mean? Do I? I think thought it so? was just by the brain. It can be cured by the brain. It could happen by the brain. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think everything happens because of the brain and the thought or subconscious thought. Not it just happens to your body, and all of that is connected by one tiny little uh, cord going from your brain to the rest of your body. Like how fucked up is that? Tiniest cord, tinier than any of the cords we have yeah. set up here. And the second that cord is cut, Kamar, the simulation is done. Finite. Well, you die, so that's different from the spinal cord. The right you die that's different than the spinal cord right no what he's saying is if you could break your neck and be paralyzed you still have a full working brain but there's another one that can be severed where you have no brain Uh, uh, my body could work right right no no no, sorry i was just saying Uh, you know how easy it is that the lights get shut out i only know because you know more than anyone 
about spines. You've had the closest knife to your spine than anyone in this room. That is correct. I have had a knife very close to my spine. Your balls are sort of near your spine. I have surgery again next week. Yay. It's going to be better. That's looking on the bright side of things. I wish I had your outlook, Kamar. Hey, you got to. Hey, look at him again. Hey. Hey, hey, that's How down, uh, on a lighter note, how down are you guys to eat bugs? Covered in chocolate? Out of necessity or? No, like would you eat crickets as part of your um, If they're hors d'oeuvre at the uh, hotel? No, you use it in in like a powder or something, a whey protein, uh, you know? I'd have no problem with that. No problem. No problem. And would you do that to replace like um, some of the meat you're eating? I don't know, but I don't like tofu, but I would eat that because that's at least carnivore. Isn't it eating an insect? That shit's all over Thailand. I mean, it's not vegan. But I feel like they just do that to like make fun of the white people. I'll eat anything uh, that's alive to feed my spirit. <laughs> no, because I mean, look, the, you, obviously the bugs, you can just raise so many bugs in comparison to how many cows you can raise, let's say, you know? Yes, so of course. Yeah. They're not just doing it for the white people. That was they're, a joke. I was uh, making a joke, Simon. Gotcha. It's hard when Kamar never laughs. So I, I know. Sorry. Well, again, he doesn't. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> he's listening. But I mean, like lobsters, you eat lobster all the time. That's just a giant fucking bug. It just a happens to live in, think, the, eh? in the water. Or a lice, a giant lice. Well, what's the difference between that and eating a scorpion or something, you know? I have no problem eating right. a bug. And you have no problem eating a crayfish. I have a problem eating a mushroom. Well, hold on. Let like, me just for fun. Let's just stop for just a second. To eat. I don't like seafood, and I'm not a lobster guy, but people that like lobster say it's like one of the best things in the world. So I think that's the difference between scorpion and lobster. Well, again, we don't know what scorpion tastes like. The claws but remember, too, lobster used to be a, a very poor man's food, right? Like, it's so readily available. It just become became a rich... It's like when people eat caviar, and then you eat caviar, and you're like, yeah, this isn't good at all. But like you said, crawfish. Crawfish are so hard to eat, and they're just the flavor of whatever spice you put in the water that That's you boil right. them in and butter. Like it's, I assume it's the same with bugs. It's a delivery system. Absolutely. Yeah. You can have salt and vinegar bugs or barbecue bugs. Well, we ranch. We, ranch. we had ranch. like uh, chocolate covered ranch. crickets and uh, well, chocolate covered ants. All day. All day. Once it's covered in chocolate, it really doesn't matter. S- seriously, chocolate pretty much can make anything palatable. Too chocolate late. covered mushrooms are probably okay. Unless you're a dog. Bacon wrapped cockroaches. Yeah, that sounds actually. Uh, it's the cockroach. The cockroach I have a problem with. Versus the cricket. That's the only That's one. That's the problem yeah. all of a sudden there, yeah. Giant crickets. Bacon-wrapped giant crickets. Yeah. Look, frog legs. Can you do frog legs? I've had frog legs before. And they're all right? I mean, to me, it was like there isn't a lot of meat on it. I mean, just a frog and an insect. They're both sort of like, why would you eat that? I didn't love the frog's leg because you can really see that it's a frog leg. You can really see? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you're getting, or the way I had them, you could like see the little feed on them and you know what i mean it was and then you eat it like a chicken wing i just like i look at like eating a frog it's like okay well there's a clean animal or somewhat clean animal on land or i can go into this disgusting pond and get this filthy little reptile (laughs) doesn't i don't know that seems like you'd only want to eat a frog out of an absolute necessity I think I would eat the bug before the frog. For sure. Did you guys have to do uh, dissections in high school in science? Yeah, fetal yeah, pigs. Fetal pig, yeah. Was that hard? And the frog. The fetal pig was gross. The frog wasn't hard. No, the fro- it's just this tedious thing. But it was I- the smell of the formaldehyde that I fucking hated. 
and I mean, I didn't love cutting into them. Like it wasn't, but I, I didn't protest it. Like some people in my class. Well, no, did, there was know? a, there's a scale of people who can't wait to stab it in the thing, oh, cut it course, up to yeah. the people who don't want to touch it. Yeah. No. And everyone in between. I definitely didn't like the fetal pig because that was like, you know, cutie little pig at some was going to be at some point, you know, had cute pig potential. Yeah. You got it's, it. It's somebody's daughter. <laughs> some pig's daughter yeah um it was interesting when he was talking about hypnosis and how hypnosis back in um ancient times used to be like part of the curriculum because so much of their medicine was placebo so they had to have people able to believe in the placebo because placebos work right like they have done these tests where the brain is able to convince the body that it's being fixed. That's again goes back to my split personality brain healer. What's even crazier is that they tested people and told them they've given up a placebo and it still works, which is insane. Which is that's the a, craziest? No, that's actually insanity. Yeah, <laughs> that you're told something. Yeah, you have to be crazy for it to work. No, but I I, re- I remember when he said that I was like, oh my god, that is nuts. Because one thing if I tell you, here's the alpha plus that will cure this. So you take it, you go, I took this. Well, you would think the second that they lifted the veil, your brain would be able to, you know, reorient itself. But it's like. Well, and back to the power suggestion is more powerful than you think. I mean, I hate that, though, because it's like it's more powerful than you think. But like there's people dying of cancer that are like, yeah, I would love to will suggest that I would away. Fair love enough, to suggest enough, this away. Fair but, enough. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with listen, I'm with you that the power of like positive thing. It's like he was saying, like people that are in a hospital room that has a nice view are like 50 or 60 percent more likely to recover faster or whatever. That all that makes sense. The same way that makes sense. You know, it all, that all makes sense to me. Just but, you remember talking nice to a plant being mean to a plant. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So. But Intention. the fa- sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. That was my you guys bad. are cute. That's cute. The fact that um, that actually works—that you can be looking at trees and fifty percent more uh, likely to recover—that that's insane. That the brain is so fucking weird that it's able to fool your body. It makes I, I, doctors and medicine a lot less impressive. <laughs> you just need a nice view. Yeah, I was just going like, to say, you're like, tests and blood you're like, tests Doc, uh, actually, could you just fuck off and maybe get me a room with a better view? Pull yeah. back the curtain. Yeah. No, because it only really works as like a uh, add-on of to course, the uh, service Treatment, already yeah. rendered, you know? Of course, yeah. <laughs> but again, that study says that people with... Um, Come on, you guys are up by like 12 or 15, aren't but you? But I need them to cover the spread. What's the spread? Seven. They're up by seven, aren't they? Sorry. Oh, they're up by 11. I'm sorry. I need this touchdown. Sorry, Simon. That's okay. Um, Simon hates What usually feels good is good. thought that was an interesting concept. The best thing this guy said the whole podcast, the, the absolute mic dropper for me was, I feel like I just learned how to dance. And the party's end, about to end. Yeah, that's a good one. That's why I don't understand with confident 25-year-olds that think they know everything. I, I don't under... And I was that person. Well, so guilty as charged, but... Because I mean, you don't realize don't that you realize. don't know anything until the dance is almost over. <laughs> but hold on. I just, I, I, I'm with you, but I've... Have you not met a lot of 25-year-olds that have their shit way more together than we did when we were 25? Yeah, but I know they don't know anything still. No, so. sure. They might not know anything, but I mean... at it always fuck like I can still sit there and go. It's insane that you've accomplished what you've accomplished, knowing 
how little you know, but it always, like, dude, I was extra fucked when I was 25. Like, useless human being. But you thought you knew what you were doing. No, I wouldn't even, well, wouldn't man, even go that far. You were still using back then. <laughs> using. You know I like to call it that. Yeah, yeah. Using alcohol? <laughs> yeah. You're funny. Interesting. My, my favorite line, sorry, Simon, was uh, when he started defending uh, Donald Trump, and he said, uh, in New York City, if, uh, if someone owes you $5, uh, that's your problem. If you owe them a million, million that's, that's your their problem. problem. Their problem. Well, that's very true. It's very true. My favorite part in this podcast, now that we're all giving our favorite parts, was this guy doesn't let Joe make him feel bad for not exercising. Oh, he's let himself go. No, but he's so self-aware of himself. He's like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit, but the same way that working out makes you feel good and that's why you do it. Staying in bed makes me feel good, and that's why I do it. Yeah. And Joe can't fight it like he usually would because his logic is sound. He's willing to say, your way is probably better, but my way is more fun to me. He's happier. <laughs> yeah, he's let himself go, though. Like I, Seven podcasts, you can watch him let himself go. Well, he's just a fat piece of shit now. He used to be the sex at dawn guy, and now he's the uh, civilization guy. <laughs> yeah, he's really, though, let himself go. Oh, uh, really? I don't want a fat shit. He's 67 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you you want him to be? Um, what do you want? Uh, maybe he could be like me. <laughs> he's fatter than me. I mean, you're an Adonis, though. He, he is. Like, he's, guys, not, do, he's not fatter than do you. Guys, Oh my God! Really? Well, wow. we'll we're gonna look. He's at a the potato in a fucking chair. Well, I'll pull up a photo now. Silence. I'm sure he's like crickets. 260 pounds, white hair, big beard. What are you? You're 230 right now. 210. No, he has a little. He Sorry, has a little I, goatee. I thought you said 230. He has uh, salt and pepper hair. No, no, he's, he's he looks like what the comic book nerd in The Simpsons would grow up to be as an old man. And he was, he used to be svelte and in shape. Hmm. That's what I'm just saying. Interesting. Nothing against him personally. Maybe he got sick though. You never know. That happens too. People get sick. They have to go on medication. Or, you know, you get sick. You can't work out. You have to go on medication. The medication makes you retain water. Or you just like staying in bed, Maddie. That too. Yeah. You know what? I'll give it to him. Maybe just, maybe he was like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Have either of you two ever been in a riot? Yes. You have, Kamara. Tell us all about it. Uh, it was a um, house party in uh, Ottawa South. On uh, Oh, well, then right away, you've never been in a riot. <laughs> What's the street? No, there, there was like 100 kids, and they just yeah, trashed. At 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven, yeah, and the police crazy. were there, and people were getting hit with bottles. It, was out of, it wasn't uh, like a Guns N' Roses riot, but it was out of control for a bit. Let me say this for an upper upper middle class white neighborhood that 711 for like a 10 year stretch was just like uh like Iraq. I wouldn't be over exaggerating to say that me personally have witnessed 50 plus fights outside of that 711. It was it was everything, man. It was a movie cliche. It was it was everything. Maddie, have you ever been in like a and when I say riot, I don't mean like a fight, a house party fight. You know what I mean? Have I been in a fight? No, no, no. Have or you been riot? in like a situation where people you didn't know were getting out of control? Uh, no, not really, no. I don't think so. 
A stampede. Me, me either. Well, we we're all lucky for that. Yeah. But yeah. The, all of my nightmares, like Mark, the majority of my nightmares always involve some sort of riot scenario. Yeah, I take it back, Matt. He, he hasn't let himself go. He doesn't look... Uh, he's fine. Yeah. Does it really I take it back, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at him. And I think he's I, felter than you are. I just... I, he may be. I, I'm just realizing that now. I just... When he was talking about letting himself go, I assume... You, just, you just pictured a much larger... Okay, fair enough. A plumper portal. Kamar, I didn't know what he looked like, so I was pulling it up for reference because I, I wanted to see how how large you thought this man was. It should be Bridget fantasy, <laughs> but um, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a look at her either. I should. Christopher look at Ryan, her. I apologize. You have not let yourself go. I just assumed. Oh yeah, you like the looks of her. I mean, I would. That's not a good picture of her because she has no chin in that picture. But if she's a cutie, like I didn't, I show you some photos on uh, Instagram. That's the one thing women don't have. Like women can use makeup, but a beard can really solidify a chin. Brings it out. Yeah. yeah. Like once I can grow a beard, I'm 36. This is pathetic. Once I can grow a full one, I'm going to get a Dan Bilzerian because this double chin. But that is... why do you think you're going to be able to grow more of a beard than you're able to grow Because the progress now? he's had in the last year. Thank you, Kamar. You just had some pepper stuck to your lip when we started this podcast. See? And now you've got like See? So are you 25% like, stubble. Are you, are you, do you have a new regime? Are you oh, shaving more? I just shave every more? day. Yeah. Okay. You just got to grow it. Yeah. That's what you got to yeah. do. I never shaved. Well, you had a beard when you were 12. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> what you got to do sometimes, though, is just let it grow out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And feel what's like to grow. It looks horrible. Oh, it's terrible. Let it grow I know, and it out. feels, oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> and I'm big sticker. I am not at Al-Qaeda. And I'm extra greasy, too. So when I grow it out, it's just like, extra can, oh, greasy. disgusting, disgusting, fucking disgusting. What's up, Simon? You got anything more for Christopher Ryan? Well, I did think it was interesting when they were talking about podcasts and how you can't lie on podcasts. He was like, Joe was like, you know, if you're if you do a podcast for five years, you're not going to be able to lie to your audience. It's too the format is too long. It'll all come out in the wash. The host, the host, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because they were talking about Brian Callen just inadvertently. But it really made, like, I don't agree with that statement at all. Because I kind of feel like lots of people lie on podcasts. And it's kind of like Instagram, you know what I mean? You, you Well, I mean, a lot of people are also trying to create a character that they're selling. But I, I You know th- what I mean? Like, a lot of... But if that character is you, then is it okay to lie? Do, do you see what I'm saying? Okay, but what I'm saying is, I, I think it's... I understand what you're saying, but I think it's a difficult scenario when you, let's say you're like, I'll just use Sam Tripoli as an example. And I'm not, you. I don't want to say this is what I think of him. I'll just use him as an example. Sam Tripoli gets into comedy as a comedian and he's Sam Tripoli and he makes a name in comedy as Sam Tripoli himself. And then he gets a podcast and he kind of gets a little bit into conspiracies and that really picks up steam. So then he says to himself, like, if I really double down on this... I can make some money. I can make a good living. So he does, but he can't create a new character at that point. He has to play. He has to double down on that Sam Tripoli. So you see what I'm saying? It's like you, I get what you're saying. You're playing yourself, but at that, I mean, I do see what you're saying, but 
look, I mean, I've become more interested in aliens over the past three years. You, you know what I'm saying? So what? Then people can't change? No, but that's what I was also going to say is you. it's tough to say like, well, you can't lie in a podcast. Like, again, Joe was the guy who five years ago was like, I would never buy a fucking Prius. I'd only drive an American because yeah. I like the sound of an American car. You know, now he swears by his Tesla and is he, like... He changed for sure. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I was more going towards like Brian for a year talking about his wife. No, just bear with me for a sec, Kamar, because that legitimately... That that is lying. You know what I mean. He was withholding information. Well, it wasn't even withholding. He was telling stories. But he, maybe they're still interacting. So there were two stories, but they weren't together. Mm-hmm. What I think the lying yeah, is yeah. is if you actually like you believe what you believe about aliens. Mm-hmm. But if you're putting this on. You didn't believe in aliens whatsoever, but you decide going to this podcast, I'm going to be this aliens guy. Right. You could not maintain that. Right. You could not keep that. And I think Well, that's- and that's the same with Sam. I think he's he had become into the shit. I agree, though. He saw a way that he could make more money than he was making, but that's awesome because he got to make more money doing something that he liked anyways. Like You think he cheerleads some conspiracies that he totally doesn't believe in? I mean, yeah, I think he does do that. But I, th- I think it's easier to be authentic and be your like. If I, you were faking this UFO stuff, it wouldn't be real. It wouldn't be fun. No, I, I I agree. But to Sam Tripoli for a second, like I think you can be on that show and have ten beliefs that you believe in, but you know another one comes along and you jump all over it because it's fun. Well, he entertains. I think all he does that all the time. Stills, you know, yeah, but I don't think he's being dishonest. No, I don't think he's being dishonest. I don't think Matt was saying he was being dishonest. I think he was just using that as an example. I, yeah, I, I again, I have. I absolutely was just using Sam Tripley as an example. I wasn't saying anything about him as a person. I don't think it's, I'm not saying it's a character. I was but, just trying to use a quick. But it is an interesting dynamic that we find ourselves in because on television, you know, TV is made up. All those reporters are full of shit. No, no, whatever. no, not the reporters. Sorry. When you watch, uh, <laughs> when, you, when you watch a comedy or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, acting. We know it's acting. When you listen to a podcast, if it's not a scripted podcast, I assume that it's true or, or, or at least real. The intention is real. For all I know, like you were saying, Sam Tripoli could be a fraud. You know what I mean? And, and it could all just be a, a, a hope or a, a ploy put on to make cash. Like that's the, you can do that on a podcast easier because nobody sees you, you know, well, I, I guess they do. And I just think that's, you're disagreeing with what Joe was saying in that he wasn't saying lying like, um, in Brian's situation where he was withholding information about his marriage and stuff just to, he didn't want to talk about whatever, but just, Whatever your truth is comes out over, and you can't hide it. Right, over time, it it just it'll come out in the wash. It'll come out. People in the will wash. come out that I actually don't like Trump, and that I'm a full feminist. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's gonna come out. Right. And like, you're just putting on that I, whole. I can't facade. keep this up. It's forever. gonna come out. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Indy's about to fuck me again. Like I cannot believe this. I just can't believe it. How about uh, the motherfucker awards? That's a funny idea. 
they give the award, they do an award show where they give the awards to the companies that do the most heinous environmental damage. And then the comedians come up and accept the awards on behalf of those companies. I thought that actually happened. It's not an idea. It did happen. Oh, the way you said, I thought it was a good idea. Like, Oh no, I'm saying that is such a fun idea. They're doing the next one. I think it happens in December. That's some cacophony shit. Totally, man. That's exactly what I thought of. Actually, this Christopher Ryan reminds me of a kind of cacophony society type guy. You know, he's open-minded, he's, he's liberal, libertarian sort of. Like. Yeah, just willing to do his own thing, likes a joke, likes a... Cold beer, likes to have sex. He knows everybody. How did he get into, like, how did he meet Duncan in the first place? And He met Duncan first. No, I'm saying, though, like, uh, it was it all just because of his book? Uh, sex at dawn that he uh, that's a big thing and they're both uh, uh, well no he's not really into meditation as much but duncan was on that uh all these ideas trip isn't it crazy he was living in joe's house for a long time as a, as a skid bag depressed playing video games now joe wasn't married at that point right no i think he was really <laughs> i don't think so. no i don't think so either i think he's been married for the last six or seven years joe He's been married longer than that. His longer than that. Thirteen. Well, he's and been married since the podcast started because they were on the first. Well, episode. Duncan was living in his house during the podcast. Wasn't was he? he? I, I don't know. So. I, I, so. I don't know the mm. time frame. I don't think so. We broke up with Natasha Leggero. But yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be ten years on December twenty fourth. Yeah. Joe said that she made Joe her said, way Joe through said that. through a bunch of comedians. Eh, Natasha Leggero, and she's hilarious because she dated Ari too forever. But she's hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. Which is, you know what I mean? It's one thing if this girl dates a bunch oh, of comedians. Oh, I see what you're saying. It isn't yep. talented. Yeah, but she's real talented. So they're all lucky. Like they they got a, a piece of that. But Moshe Kasher, good Jew, tied her down. Yep. How about uh, those? Did you see the picture of the macaque monkeys eating the rats? That is a fucking disturbing, fucked up With picture. surgical Nature's precision. Metal. With surgical precision. Yeah. What, they're eating the hearts out of them? Oh, I didn't see that. I no? just okay. He has it like a Subway sandwich, the macaque, and he's just sitting there waiting to eat it. Like, it's really a... Because you really don't... Just like Joe said, you don't picture them. You look at them as uh, plant eaters. So, and I know we say it all the time, even the deers eat the mice, but it's still like, it's such a weird juxtaposition. Chickens too, they'll fuck mice up. All of it, man. Anything that you think in your head is a herbivore and then you see it eating meat, you're like, what the fuck? But they're not cooking it, so they're not getting the good protein. I thought that was interesting. Was he talking about that? No. Cooking meat and then uh, the protein made people smarter and that's how they progressed? Well, that was one of the theories. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure he talked about it at some point. But, but maybe not in this podcast. Maybe not in this podcast, yeah. Um, just to wrap it up, the uh, the last Native American tribe to give up their occupancy was in the Everglades. I thought that was kind of neat. You mean Python country? Well, just that was the last place they could defend, I guess, because it was the swamps. Fair enough. No one want to go in there. But was it, he told a story about a guy who went swimming and his dog got oh eaten by a dog. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, you know in Florida, like if you have a pool in your backyard, it's covered by a greenhouse. To prevent them from getting you in. You can't have open pools. Like it's just not a thing. Chances like, are they'll get in. They all have coverings to them because, yeah, there are just so many fucking... Uh, it, sorry, if you have a pool that's near a uh, water in the Everglades, I don't in think they do that just in like the middle of the city. 
Anyways, okay, so uh, I think we can be done with Mr. Ryan, if you like. Okay. Okay. Come on, rate it. Like I said, I thought it was a bit of a dick suck. I give it a three. And like I said, this one was my favorite of the week, and I give it a 4.4. 4. Wow. Um, I give it a three and a half. I thought it was a good conversation. You could tell he'd been on a bunch. They, uh, You're really getting a lot of that juice in the mouth, eh, son? <laughs> That is the worst. We're like, I oh, don't like nicotine yeah, as much. Yeah, you're like, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. So burn. Yeah, just man. absolutely awful. So gross. You can't get that taste out of your mouth either. No, it's powerful. Um, you Did you rate it, Matty? Uh, Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final thoughts on him, Kamar? I thought I let himself go. He did not. Uh, <laughs> I agree with everything he says. Uh, I want to move in a van. And, oh, connected with our next guest, I'm, I'm going to get a CPAP machine. Ooh. That was a breakthrough for him, him talking about what a difference is made. Are you wow. talking about the sleep apnea? I think you definitely need a CPAP machine. I do. I, do. Yeah. I, I might do. need one too, I, I actually do. after listening to that. The way he was saying, I feel so much better. And you know, prior to say using it, he had no reason to not feel good. It was just an anomaly that he, and the technology now, they're so small. So I'm, I'm changing my rating. It's a four. He inspired me. Bender died from sleep apnea. That's right. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. Um, my final thought on Christopher Ryan is that he's one of my favorite guests Yeah, and I'm never disappointed when he comes on and I really like him and I'm going to read this book. Boom. I'm going to read this book. You mean you're going to listen to it as Kamar would say it's the same thing. The internet works. I'm going to get the information from that book into my brain. Gotcha. I'm just checking. I'm just trying to make sure we're all on the same page yep. here. Alrighty. And you owe me $20. Yeah, you do owe him twenty bucks, and you actually have to pay him cash because last week, son of a bitch, giants. Week, last week he paid me cash right away as soon as uh, the Vikings beat. Them. Son of a bitch, giants, Maddie, cash, Kamar, take your monies. Oh, we're big spenders wow, here. He's just cleaned up, eh? I absolutely need the Colts in the next minute and forty-eight seconds to go literally ninety yards down the field and score a touchdown. I need the Jets well, to score two happening. touchdowns in two minutes. Listen, football <laughs> boys, let's, you pick uh, the Jets to cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! What a fool! Close. They beat Dallas. That was an anomaly. Yeah, it, apparently. <laughs> Go ahead, Simon. 1370, Brian Grazer to finish the week, and let's finish the week. Let's finish the week. We actually, you know, it's not as long as you'd think. Good. That's perfect. We kept it <laughs> kept it somewhat concise. So let me just start by saying this about Brian Grazer, who I actually had no idea who he was. Um, really? How? Oh, this is going to get very interesting. Sorry. Go ahead. I just don't know how you didn't know the name Brian Grazer. I, I mean, I know the movies he's produced, obviously, but I just that Brian Grazer was not in my lexicon of people I knew. Whatever. Anyways, um, the fact that he has run this personal podcast for the last 25 years is insane to me. He is the pod father. I mean, well, not the not pod father that's never been heard. I'm sure if. No one else has had conversations with people, but his pursuit of it, his consistency, there's some truth to that statement. Sure. I guess I'll give you a little bit. Yeah. Just before we jump into Brian Grazer and all the interesting things he had to say. So remember when I was saying how with multiple personalities, like your brain has made these other things and it's just so weird that that can happen. 
it's not as weird, but again, with dyslexia, the fact that your brain rearranges numbers. Now I can't understand that because I don't have that, but that must be such a weird feeling to have your brain betray you like that. It's the worst. You have that? I do it all the time with numbers, especially because I have to import invoice numbers. Like, and you can see the inversions I do. God, he's costing that company billions of dollars. They haven't noticed yet. But you know what I mean? I, I That to me, and again, with the multiple personalities, and I guess even to some point, people who are just so depressed that they can't function, it's like, I mean, that one isn't quite the same. Actually, just, that's not a good example. There's little things that are frustrators for people that you can't relate to all the time and understand what that could be like. Right, them. yeah. And, and maybe that just makes you even more crazy, in air quotes, you know, like angry at life. And then, I don't know, man. The list goes Vicious on. Vicious cycle. We have to say right off the bat, Brian Grazer is worth $400 million. So wow. A, so anything he says, when he says, you, you don't want to, well, how would you do that? Like, anything he wants happens. Yeah. Four. Right? Hundred million. Wow. I actually thought it would have been worth more than that. Simon, he's produced so many my favorite- This is my problem with his podcast. He's produced so many things. Oh, it's insane. You didn't know what movie to pick for the movie game. No, he talked <laughs> about movies in the last ten minutes of a two hour podcast. Yeah, that was crazy too. Well what was weird to me was he would he would be like, I produced this movie. Um, it's called Eight Mile. It's about rap battle, and and Joe would be like, "Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of Eight Mile." He'd be like, "Okay, great. So you've heard of Eight Mile?" He'd be like, "Yeah, it's a great movie." He'd be like, "Oh, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it." Okay, so what it is? It's about rap, and then he'd like go deep into what it was about. Like, dude, he just told you he knows. We all know, Mom Spaghetti. Move the fuck on. Like he acted like. It's like if he directed The Godfather and he was like, "So I directed this little movie called The Godfather." Oh, you've heard of it? Great, excellent. So it was it's about, about this the mob. Yeah, you know, like. We know what the fucking. Have you God- ever heard of the mob before? It took place in New York. It took it, it took place. <laughs> well, I, mean, it I, took place I in think Italy, in that but- one example there was some insightful of what he does because he was like, I could have got a director that loves rap, but I said I got somebody who doesn't know anything about rap, and and it's interesting that now you see the result when you see Eight Mile that you know that they weren't a fan of rap though director well speaking of rap the jay-z wanted to do the american gangster uh soundtrack so bad that he made a separate (laughs) soundtrack for the movie yeah that made me re realize what a genius jay-z is because he just went down he makes that music he doesn't get a bunch of other people to make the music and and the raps you know he just does that like well jay-z as an engineer helps him well it also goes back to having 400 million dollars Oh, to be able to put everything on hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he must have not been such a big name back then, because if he was the Jay-Z of today, don't you think Brian Grazer would have been like, yeah, we'll just ditch what we already have and use your soundtrack? No, I don't, because they've paid someone already a great deal of money, and everything's on a budget. Simon, you got to realize, these guys, everything is about return on investment. And for them... Well, you don't think that Jay-Z being the uh, soundtrack for that would sell more... um, Not when you're... Help the movie sell? I think when you're two weeks out, yeah, you just go. You just go with. Well, I'll tell you what, Jay. If you want to make an add-on, we can do that. But <coughs> we're gonna throw on the original score as is. But do you think if I gave you four hundred million dollars, you could make a dope album, a hit album? Uh, yeah. Okay. For sure, guys, get on the Patreon. Yeah, we're gonna fulfill a pro- prophecy here. No, ten number ones, ten number ones, and all it costs is four hundred million dollars. Let's get it done. I'd like to kind of agree with something that Matt said last week. 
Okay. Whoa, mark the fucking. Yeah, mark the today's calendar. the day. Mark today's the, the day. So I don't like when Joe and his guests do the following when they say, um, "You have to fail in order to succeed. You have to fail." You know, that's like the. It's the. Yeah. It's kind of like your whole. Um, I don't know what you got angry at last week, but whatever it was. But that bothers me so much. Like, when was the last time you failed? Like 40 years ago, Brian Grazer? Like, it's easy to say that now. You know oh, what I mean? I think he fails all the time. Yeah, but not that impacts him in any way. He's worth $400 million. I still think if you make a $100 million movie and it makes $80 million, that's it. Like, you know, that's the, what he's You think that's with. coming out of his pocket? I, I don't know how that's producers... That's actually what producing produce, a movie is exactly about. It, it would be on him. I like... I, his failures are different scales to ours, but I think he fails. I don't know. I, that, that's just that adage bugs me. Listen, I'm, I mean, I get what you're saying. That one's. I think that one's a weird hill to die on. No, I'm not. I, yeah, I, just, I mean, I understand what they're saying. They're, you know, they're saying. You, I do too. Yeah. I just, it, it just aggravates me where when really rich people tell you that you have to fail to succeed, like. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, man. All movies with Ron Howard he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what else he produced? Friday Night Lights. The TV show? Yeah. Really? We didn't talk about Ooh, it. Ooh, I love him. My biggest crime, I just got to get out of the way. I, I'm sorry. Um, he made uh, the Barry Seal movie, Made in America. So what's wrong with that? Wouldn't you like to talk about like the producer of the movie probably met Barry oh, Seal and they didn't talk about didn't talk it about yeah. Yeah. Joe, brings, Joe brings up Barry Seal every, every fucking second to- episode he, he also brings up the movie starring Tom yeah. Hanks yeah. that this guy starring produced Tom Hanks. that they're sitting there and he's telling him about his fucking workout routine and I'm like what are we doing here it's I'm true. pretty sure it was Tom Cruise in the movie not Tom Hanks but Tom Cruise my bad no, I'd no, like to absolutely. see that version but the only way he would have gotten more info was with if he had Tom Cruise and uh, Barry Seals on yeah like you, this guy as a producer, you know, well, no, that movie, it was about some drug dealer guy. I don't really do any research into it. Like, he knew shit. He doesn't know what he knows. Win by four. Oh, kicking the balls. $643. Now, he was a very thoughtful guy. I've got that on my system. Yes, he was. He was a little annoying. His daughter had multiple strokes from being choked, That's a rear an, yeah, naked choke, insane. which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And then he lets her go back and fight again. She's not a fighter. Four hundred million. Clearly, <laughs> I was just like, "Come on, man!" Oh no, they agreed they wouldn't do that move when she did it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Maybe his daughter's Ben Askren. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, you know another movie he did, Kumar, which was so good. Backdraft. A brilliant mind. A brilliant mind. Fucking they, love that. movie. They did talk about a brilliant mind, yeah. so I cannot. Passion for that. They did talk about it. I never it, saw it though. So You never saw Brilliant Mind? No. Oh, Kamar, you have to watch it. Man. I can't relate to a movie like that. I didn't see it either. But now it's been spoiled either way. So it has not been spoiled. He did. He spoiled it. Brian oh, Grazer right. spoiled he did it. Spoil it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um Spoiler alert. So it was funny when he was talking about Cardi B. He didn't want to say her name, but uh obviously it was obviously. Cardi B. And then the guy from Migos, um they were there Offset. talking about the art in the house there. Yeah. Which is really funny cuz I bet you they went out after that and bought like, I don't know. Of course, young money, young or money, something. young money chasing old money. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Young money chasing old money. But I I love at the beginning of this podcast he's talking about his 
I guess it was his assistant, whatever his name was, Darren, who told him all the information about Joe. You know, was giving him. That was Derek. What a Derek! Oh, I can't believe I even got it right, but or close rather. He's got one of those guys that just fills him in. No, I I get it, but then when he says, "You smoke weed," like in the last ten minutes of the podcast, I was like, "All right, get this fucking guy out of the studio right now." Hold on, this is too much. Can I point out Derek? No, can I point out my favorite senile thing? He goes, uh, "Derek gave me a bunch of notes," and then he goes. I didn't read them. <laughs> and no, even, even better. He then goes, wait, look, I'll pull them up for you. And then he pulls them up, shows Joe, puts them away. And Joe goes, what were some of the notes? And he goes, I didn't read them again. <laughs> Dude, the I'm first like, note, Matt, was Joe smokes weed in huge yeah. fucking italics. Just so you know what you're walking into. Yeah, he really had no fucking clue. But that's how big this guy is. Yeah. And he's just on another planet. And it was a battle of interviewing each other. Yeah, because that's what he does. He asks. He, right. They're both curious guys about each other, and I, which I didn't mind at all. But we all know when the interview changes, it's a different dynamic. But let's just talk. Sorry, Matt. Did you want to say something? I just real quick was going to be like, it's it's nice being famous where like, again, we talk about like we have a podcast and none of us are famous at all. So it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing just starting a podcast, getting it off the ground. This guy's like, yeah, I just wanted to interview famous people. So like I interviewed Sting and then a week later he called me and was like, Hey, there's a bunch of interesting people over at my house for a party. Why don't you come over? Like, that's just, you know, that life. The ball just starts. You got to be about that life. But sorry, just to to that point, um, I get it. This guy is super rich and nobody can do that. But the fact that he, for no reason at all, just decided he was going to every week meet with or whatever, every month meet with a new person he wants to just talk to is fucking super cool. He's just a curious cat. <laughs> like, if you can do that, if you have the, the means to make that happen, that is so rad. And I can see why he'd want to write a book about it because you would definitely want your kids to know what the fuck you had been wasting your time with for all those years, you know? It's it's a shame, though, that they are just in his memory. No, he said he recorded them, didn't he? Uh, some, some of them. Some but of them, he wrote the majority. a book about them. I thought that's what this whole second book was about. Unfortunately, I wish this was all about movies. I agree. I wish they had... Uh, well, I think we should at least do one movie game, Kamar. I got to say this, though, Kamar. I, a producer is not normally the person who you want the stories from. No, but we're not going to get the actors, so we might as well get it from the producer. I'm just saying, like, you want someone who was on set for the most part, I think, or... Well, you don't think he was? He sounded like he was pretty involved in all Maybe stories shit. of the production of the movies from the actors, but... He's got to be sold on the story. Like he's got to know everything about why we're doing this sort of thing. From a, you know, they know a lot. I, I would assume producers. Dude, he did Apollo thirteen. Apollo he did 13. Ransom. Like this guy did so many. Oh, God. Well, Friday Night's Lights. Like, choose, choose one and let's uh, movie game our way out of this one. Okay, Do eight mile. One, one prom. Uh, Perfect. One prom. He also didn't know what fat shaming was. Yeah, that was so. Well, weird. he's too busy interviewing Sting. Hold on, he knew what it was because he had been fat shamed. Yeah. He just didn't know there was that a term was a for term. it. Okay, yeah, I guess. Sometimes I wonder if people like say something and then don't really mean it, but then have to play into it a little bit because they've made the statement. You know, like he obviously knew what the fuck fat shaming was. Who doesn't know what fat shaming? I is? thought he sounded like he sort of like gay, like he might be. He has a wife and kids and stuff, but you know what I mean. 
He likes it in the chuff. He well, seems so up. He's a curry puncher. He, he was uh, he, he was just so uh, uppity and nice. Like I know it's a horrible uh, stereotype to do, but he's neat and he's funny. Definitely gay. It seems like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, year, uh, I'll go first, Maddie. Sure. Go Eight first. mile. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Release date. Release date was uh, two thousand and seven. Uh, release date was Wheeze. 2004. 2002. Wow, Maddie. On fire. All right. So me first? Yeah, you first. Okay. So I think that it cost them 26, no, 38 million to make the movie. And I think it grossed... Uh, 320. Uh, I'm going to say it cost them 55 million, and I'm going to say it made uh, 400 million. Cost 41 million to make. 38. And you guys are both wow. off. It only made 242 million. Wow. wow. Eminem, just no selling power. What did I say it cost <laughs> to make? He said 50 it cost something. <laughs> It cost forty million dollars. They made five times investment. Like it's that's oh a he success. did well. That's no, that's why he's worth three hundred million bucks. Four hundred million. Well, sorry, <laughs> and that's a and that's internet. always wrong too. I'm how sure much is Eminem worth? worth? I bet Eminem's worth more than him. Oh, let's guess that. Guess how much is worth? I'll bring him up. How much do you think he's worth? I think M&M, this is just what the internet net worth says. So I yeah. think Eminem is worth uh, six hundred. No, five hundred million. Yeah, I was going to say something around that. I'll say 550. Yeah, it's all off. They say 210 million. Yeah. No, that's probably bang on. But they say Joe is worth 60, 60 million, and I think he's worth way more than that. So No, that sounds about right. It, it depends on what cash, liabilities, and all that stuff that I don't actually understand. Yeah, I was going to say none of us understand how they fucking... How they... It's, it's all about return on investment. <laughs> but just questions about like what... What inspires you to make a movie? I guess they talk about that story. Oh, no. Kamar, you're so right. Now that I rethink this under your uh, new outlook, I think that this podcast, it was good. Or no, sorry. It was decent, but it could have been. Just his record. Amazing. Of movies and filmmaking and, and everything. Like, he yeah. just, it was weird that he seemed like he didn't know anything. He was like from Mars. Well, he wanted he's a to, cultural icon. He wanted to talk more about like his, uh, his pseudo podcast. Well, that is super interesting. It is, but it would have been way more interesting to hear about his movies. I think the insight in the movies. And did he do the hangover? No, no, that's the other guy there. Sorry, sorry. You know sorry. what dawned on me though? I guess it's for this guy. I'm sure that's all everyone wants to talk to him about. That's fair. His movies. So he's like, when when the opportunity comes up for him to talk about whatever, he's like, well, I'd rather talk about this fucking Fugazi podcast I've been doing for. 30 that's why years. he talks and to all those people because he doesn't want to talk about movies. And that's it too. Yeah, he's like I, the last thing I want to talk about is money or movies because I have both of them in fucking abundance. He's got a real odd cast going on. It's not quite a podcast, but it's weird. But it's well but funded. It's, yeah. it, it's Please well laugh funded. now. Please clap. It's well funded. I, I, and that's what I said at the beginning of this week. The potential was great across the board for everyone. Just there was not falters, no. but it just did deliver what it could have. This one is the only one to me that really kind of fell short for the week. Well, Dawkins was short. 
Yeah, but I thought it was good. Literally, it, it sucked that it was short, but it was still an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, let's uh, rate her and be done with it. Oh, we're done with Brian. Okay. Well, I I mean, I got nothing else unless you guys got more you want to. Uh... I saw him on the street once in New York. Is he shorter than you? Oh, well, I was across the street, so I didn't get him a good. But he's a lean, slender fellow. Matt was wearing his heels, so it's hard to <laughs> yeah, tell. Yeah, it's tough to yeah <laughs> to gauge. I was working the working the corner trying <laughs> to make <laughs> rent, trying to make rent money. <laughs> and a trench coat. So that's I love best. how I've been making jokes the whole fucking time. This guy hasn't laughed once. Simon makes one little fucking zinger about me wearing high heels and come on, ah, he's in stitches. Well, no, just the fucking fixes in. I get I'm it. Laughing it's fine. at you owning it. Whatever. I'm working the corner. Yeah. That was you. All right, I'll Suck rate it. I give this one a uh, three and a half. Kamar? It's a three. Just. Uh, I give it a two. Skimpy, skimpy, skimpy. Unless it's fucking a country singer. Matt, don't pull out the big guns. He really, he cannot, <laughs> he just can't get it's over funny, that. Like, it's funny that he does <laughs> He cannot get over that. It's unreal. You're like, oh, morally wounded. Like, <laughs> I know. I should, should be bummed about liking a cool yeah. guy with a good story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. What a piece jackass. of shit. Yeah. What a horrible piece of shit I am. Good guy, not uh, a sellout. Dude, at, at least you're leaning into it. Holy fuck, son. Matt keeps chasing integrity. Yeah. Final thoughts on him, Kamar? Uh, my theory about super um, wealth being like a disability, it's affluenza, you know what I mean? Affluenza. I agree with Kamar. Too, too rich. He's lost touch with the planet. This guy's got a fucking mental flu. And he's killing it, so. Yeah. I wish I was in. No, I just, uh, I, I, you would think though that for all of those convos, if he had just been smart enough to record them. Do you know what I have to say though? We think that because we do it though. Yeah. It's, it, I hate when you see someone who has a ton of money and the best life and they're miserable. This guy's happy as oh, a no, pig yes, and shit. Yes, so at least like, you got to give him that. Yeah. He has nothing to complain about and he doesn't. He was a super nice guy. He oh. gets his living his best Salt life award. Salt the earth. Yeah. No, no, really no. nice guy. He was nice and polite to Joe. It was just frustrating that we didn't talk about movies instead yes. of what we talked about. And, That's all. and the fact that he didn't know that Joe smoked weed to me was like bonkers, beyond bonkers. Well, he was just coming from talking. Just do a tiny bit of homework. But like Matt said, he looked at his phone twice, the list, and didn't even look at it. So He's best, best friends with Ron Howard. For sure. They've done a ton of movies together. They have done a lot of movies together. All of together, them together. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, there could be so many things, but it was what it was. Pleasant conversation. Again, at Snowden, I had enough podcasts for the week. Kamara checked out at, going at Eddie. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, uh, no, I could have, listen, after Snowden, I could have taken one more. One more would have been fine. Yeah, and that one more should have been Christopher Ryan. <laughs> sure, I can I can. Dealer's choice, one or the other, but it's just, boom. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But it was a good week, man, considering what the last week was like. What did I rate this week? I can't say this was a good week. I don't even think I gave it like a three and a half. I gave it a four two. I gave it a four two. I gave it a four twenty. My oh, rating. Yeah. I if, did give it a four twenty. If the history looks back, well, they'll see my rating was spot on. All uh, right, we'll be able to do that come uh, next podcast. Technology. All right. Well, that being said, um, what a year! Hey, hey. unbelievable! It's crazy, unbelievable. huh? One year of podcasts, fifty-three Thank you, episodes. Amazing. Thank you guys Amazing. so much. This we really appreciate it. We've got here. Tough to believe. That we even started this fucking thing. Um, so as usual, 
we do have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can do so on there for as little as a dollar a month. You will get access to the post show uh, on Tuesday as opposed to Friday. And you will also get your hands on three to four episodes of our series called This Won't Age Well, where we listen to an old episode of Joe Rogan and uh, we see how it's aged. What are you trying to play there, Kamar? Yeah! <laughs> no, but the, the, the last Patreon was amazing. What do you mean? Simon tore me a new one for picking a comedian. You guys explained to me the right act that I was over seven bounds. It was, it was just unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> All right. It's a party, man. We're, there are no rules. <laughs> All right. So you can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com. It's worth your money. It's worth your money. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Um, there's also a subreddit. Subreddit's picking up some steam, bro. There are some discussions going on, and advice is taken, and we try to apply to everything. So go to the subreddit. It's uh, reddit.com slash. The subreddit's J-R-E-E podcast. Join, Powerful subreddit. Join on there. Also, feel free. Leave us your ratings for the week. What did you rate each podcast? What did you rate the week? I'm, I'm loving that. I'm loving it, that shit. It really, it, well, it lets me know that I'm not alone when I, I think things. Sometimes I feel very lonely. Oh, I feel alone. Yeah, well, you're, you live on an island, Simon. It's tough to live where you live. Um, Epstein Island. Yeah. Um, you, <laughs> That's where the aliens are at. You can send us an email if you want. Uh, gmail.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Is that it? Is that how that works? I don't know. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about no. right. It, no, it's oh no, it's J- Jerry Podcast at, at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Holy We're the fuck! Welcome to coming. the podcast, dude. Like Brian Grazer's daughter, I feel yeah. like I just got choked out and had a stroke. Um, I have an announcement too soon, to make. Maddie. Too Hold soon. Too soon. This poor daughter. Okay. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram, J R E E Podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram at Kamar Babar for the weather. You can follow Simon on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. And apparently Kamar has a big announcement to make. Big announcement. November 9th, listeners in Toronto. Uh, a friend of mine is recording his comedy special, and he wants me to open for him. So hey, down nice, Kamar. Yeah, it's very exciting. Cool. What's Who, the date? Who's November? the comedian? Uh, J.J. Lieberman. J.J. Lieberman. Uh, when did you say November June? 9th? November 9th. It's a Saturday. Oh, I can't yep. come. Sorry, Kamar. He, he, he is one of the tribe. Bill, good guy, but reached out to me, said they wanted me to be there for it. Congrats, so man. I'm really excited. Big. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice yeah. work. So come on out. It's at the Corner Comedy Club. We'll see you there. There you go. If you're in Toronto, check out Kamar and JJ Lieberman. Come say what up. Halloween show? Yeah, yeah I'm going to get to it. Um, well, it's not. they're not going to have it for Halloween. I would just, I would just to remind you, sorry. Sure. Um, we are going to record our one year with the Q&A on Halloween day night whatever so it should be out november 1st for the for the official one year that's about it i don't know we might try to video some of it and then i might try to edit that for later on in the week but don't look for the video november 1st because there's absolutely no fucking way i'm figuring out how to edit video this week uh but after i have surgery i have all the time in the world so maybe we'll figure it out then that being said what a year thank you guys so much over a million downloads. We thank all of you from whatever country. All the the map is insane. Fuck we- yeah! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Simon's into it. Kamar's and, Kamar's fumbling for the celebration. And I think the so. only reason why this show—I mean, besides the fact that we're closely named to Joe Rogan—that we have any modicum of success is because we actually like doing this shit. We love each other. We love Joe Rogan. 
Oh my all day, God. all night. Did like a girl just run into the studio? <laughs> That's what I should do my all day, all night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, seriously though, thank you for listening. And uh, here's to another year. Keep your eyes open. 